Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Have you ever been watching TV and hear noises in your attic or your crawl space? Well, there's a good chance that's a squirrel or a rat, and it's invaded your home, and it's trying to make it its own. Can't have that. At Inspect All Pest Services, they offer full exclusion work to prevent this from happening and keep your home rodent-free. Whether it's squirrels, rats, bats, opossums, or raccoons, Inspect All Pest Services and the professionals that work there can keep your home safe. Rodents can carry disease. That's gross. That's bad. And can ruin homes or worse, start fires. Yeah, due to them constantly chewing on the wires. Can't have that either. Nobody wants that. So... Call Inspect All Pest Services today, 770-483-2420. Inspect All Pest Services, 770-483-2420. Make sure you're mentioning the BS because you're going to get 10% off your exclusion work. Save some cash, mention the BS. 770-483-2420. The BS presents... 2% to take over. This is going to be fun. Take over. The break's over. Hey there, Mark Gorman here. That's right, a Tooper, a subscriber to The Bailey Show. Today I wanted to do a review of one of my favorite episodes. And let's be honest, it's hard to pick a favorite. The reason why I went with episode 115 was I loved the topics. How can you argue with massage boners, awkward prayers, time travel, stoned out at a barbecue, and a conservative Republican's porn star? You heard that right. Let's dig in. Episode 115, Bailey discussed awkward prayers during Thanksgiving, which was cringeworthy and hilarious at the same time. Imagine sitting there hungry, smelling all the fresh food, and you hear somebody rambling on about being thankful and forgive us for Indians and the white people that mistreated the Indians, and they're going on and on and praying about politics during the time you want to eat right you're hungry well this is what happened to bailey and i was grinning ear from ear don't get me wrong i'm all about praying and being thankful but let's keep it short and sweet it's time to eat and then nate went on talking about a barbecue that he set up with some of his neighbors down in mexico and he had the story set up to the point that me and bailey thought something bigger was going to happen i truly thought he was setting up an orgy based off everything he was saying but it was still a good story. He discussed how they all were preparing and getting ready for this nice big barbecue and they're hanging out at the pool and the one guy who's in charge of cooking the meat decided to try some marijuana that Nate had and got too stoned. He went back to his apartment, fell asleep and never cooked the meat. Everybody was a little disappointed, but it was a good story all around. It made me laughing. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. 
I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is. Episode 115 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the mobile Golden Scissors Studio. Well, thanks to Gorenstein and Watkins, your trial and litigation attorneys. Personal injury. Ow, that hurt. Give me money. Wrongful death, contracts, transactions, tenant, and landlord disputes. They do it all over there. Gorenstein and Watkins. And they're hell of dudes, man. And they support us. So that's cool. Support them. GWtrial.com. GWtrial.com. Or you can call 470-491-0808. 470-491-0808. Nader Tater Vader, the masturbator there, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. How are you, buddy? Hola. Buenos dias. How y'all doing? Good, 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 good. Uh, and there's Brandon in the Zelensky Studios. Hello, Brandon. Hello. How's it going? Uh, good, good. Thank you very much. Uh, good, 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 good. And there's Nikki D in the Daddy Studios in South Georgia, right? No, I'm at the hotel. You're at the hotel. Oh, at the hotel, the motel, hotel. Oh, you didn't stay at your parents or your dad's house for Thanksgiving, huh? You're like, nah, I get a discount. I'm staying over here for 50 bucks a night. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly what I do. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It, it would. It, was there too many people at the house? Is that why you didn't stay? Yeah, it's it's crowded, and you know I don't want to invade space. And now that I don't have to, I just got to roam around the corner. All right. I, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know if you've got like she's invading space. <laughs> yeah, auto tune on or something. <laughs> I'm not pressed one button. I I I, I, I don't Can you know. You say buy me a drink. I, I don't know if you've got like five different voice changing buttons on your microphone. If that's like a toddler microphone or what, but you're talking and you sound like a a, a song by the weekend. <laughs> Anyway, um, all right. Well, uh, we all had good Thanksgivings, and uh, as my trip to Florida kind of wraps up, wanted to go over a little recap. I know uh, a lot of you, Nikki included, were wondering how it would go down, and just the way we record. I mean, I know Thanksgiving was last Thursday, and we had a show on Friday, and today's Monday and stuff. But just how we record, you guys, I think most of you, you, you get the gist of how this podcast world works. Uh, so you might have to wait an extra episode or an extra day. So, Nikki, how do you think my Thanksgiving went? The first time we had the entire family, and at the tables, we had me, we had Rach, Rach's mother, Rach's father, Rach's sister, her two kids, our daughter, and my mother, all at one table. How do you think it went? No people are going to expect me to say that I think it was chaos, but to be honest, I actually think that you guys had a good time and it was no drama. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, your 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 Wi-Fi is really really. But anyway, yeah, it was actually very normal, Nate. I mean, 
like I was expecting this to be, you know, like what the like somebody's gonna say something and then she's gonna say something because she's old and she says dumb shit and it's just gonna be weird. But it was actually one of the most pleasant Thanksgivings I've ever had. It really, really is nice. This Airbnb that we have in, in, in Mount Dora, Florida, um, it's 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 nice. It's spacious, right? And I've never celebrated. <clears throat> we've p- had people all the time <clears throat> celebrate holidays at our cabin. So I watch these people and I'm like, you know, like, wow, that's interesting that they're celebrating Thanksgiving at our cabin, you know, away from home. How's that going to work out? And they always say, because we keep our cabin fully stocked, you know, with with utensils and all that stuff. They always say it's a it's a pleasant experience. It's a great experience. I was worried that, you know, because not every Airbnb host does what we do for our guests. So I was worried about it. So we get here and uh, and we like did makeshift long table. We took the outside table. We brought it in. There was like just enough chairs in the entire place, which was perfect. There was this giant like silver serving table that was in the kitchen that we brought out to put all the food. Uh, Rach just knocked it out of the park. I mean, just knocked it out of the park. And everybody was participating. Like her sister brought over some amazing food, this mac and cheese and this crab dip. And mom, uh, her mother brought over, you know, this amazing ham and like desserts and all kinds of good stuff. And so, and Rach did the rest at a, a, a bang up turkey, man. It was badass. And we just sat down and it was like, uh, it, I, I think what was so abnormal was it was actually really normal. That's the, what was so abnormal about it. it was, that was like the first time that I think, you know, as far as the, the, the blueprint of the family, you know, Thanksgiving, right. Where you have all the, all the participating characters, I've never had that that before, and it felt uncomfortable because it was so normal. <laughs> Does that make any sense, Nate? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. So, what uh, what time did everybody start coming over, and what time did you actually eat? Because there's usually that kind of like mingle time in between there, and I think that's where like a lot of the weird stuff happens at at family family get-togethers. Yeah. So uh, that's a good question. So uh, I, I purposely went and picked dinner. wasn't until three. But I purposely went and picked up my mother at noon because I didn't want to drive while the first football game was on because the first game came on at 1230. And so I got over there a little bit earlier. And uh, with all the things that, you know, I was telling you guys on Friday about, and and I'll tell you again on, uh, on, the, on this week's Black Cloud, but one of the service guys uh, put his foot through her ceiling. <laughs> on accident <laughs> and, and and we and and i think he might have um hit a wire so he did something with the garage door opener when he was up there i don't know what he did but it's not working right and like i'm usually pretty good with garage door openers because they're very simple now i mean it's like hit learn button and i mean it's it's really simple stuff you know i programmed mine and and, and it was really easy uh, but I, for some reason I'm having the biggest issues with that. So, uh, anyway, so I sit over there fiddling with that for like 30 minutes and then I was like, Oh, it, it's just broke. So let's go. So we went back over and she was helping Rach out. There was nobody else here at the time. Uh, the two, the two boys, uh, her sister's boys were here. Uh, they had stayed the night and she went home by herself. But so she comes over shortly after and then 
Rachel's parents come over like shortly after. So everybody's kind of here at the same time. There wasn't much like alone dead time. But here's the thing. And I guess I, I don't know if I said I saw it coming or not. I'm, I'm not sure if I saw it coming or if it was the total opposite. There was no gray in the middle. But my mother and her mother, holy shit, together, it, it's like if you don't want to see them for days, just give them $5 and send them off into the town. <laughs> they don't, they, they just talk. They just, they just yap and yip. And, and, and they, I think it's, it's, I think everything's good, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't any awkward downtime or anything like that. I didn't allow it. There could have been a couple times, but I didn't allow it because this is my family, right? I mean, my family is, is is Rachel and, and Ariel. And so everything other than Rachel and Ariel, uh, you know, you have to And Caleb. Yeah. Well actually and Caleb was here too. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot all about that. Caleb was here too. He brought me my Grease 2 album. <clears throat> I feel bad. Because nice. he's doing so great. I, I forgot Caleb was here too. So yeah, Ka- thank you. So Caleb was here too. So that, that's my family. You know, so if like if if you don't if you can't mesh with what we're doing and what we're talking about and what, you know, that's not my problem. My, my problem, my issue is these three people right here. So you have to kind of get on board with that. And so, but I didn't have that issue. You know what, you know what I mean? When I say that, like you go to, you, you have like a, it, it's your dinner, your house, your food. And even though you're going through this, you're going through this. And they're like, oh, I don't, I just, it's not my style. It's not my, well, f- fuck you. It's, it's not about you. It's not you. It's, you got to be our style today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was probably good that you had it in kind of like a, a third party location, basically. Cause if it's at your mom's house or at uh, your in-laws house, they're going to kind of take ownership of it. So you're right. Like it was probably good you guys hosting it. So everybody was on their best behavior and it was their first time kind of all having the family dinner together. So everybody was probably trying to not start anything and keep it all kosher. It's like the Florida Georgia game. You got to have it on neutral ground. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're having Thanksgiving in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) So the only awkward moment during Thanksgiving, you guys want to guess? There was an awkward moment. Do you guys want to guess what it was? So has anybody got an abortion at the table? (laughs) (laughs) Drink if you've had an abortion. (laughs) Any guesses? Any guesses? Uh, Someone dropped the turkey. No, no one dropped. I, I did drop. A bottle of wine outside, but no, no, no one dropped the turkey. Oh, dang. No, no guesses, Nikki. See, awkward. No guesses. Can't hear you, sweetheart. Uh, someone's okay. pregnant. No, no one's pregnant. No, I don't, I don't think anybody can get pregnant at the table. So, uh, no, he, it was the prayer. It was the blessing. I should uh-huh. say the blessing. Oh yeah, the blessing. Nikki, I can't hear a word you're saying. Your facial expressions are great, but if your mic is not working, I can't help you. Uh, just turn on closed captioning. It, yeah, or just write <laughs> letters or something. Yeah, it was the blessing. And so, you know, I can give a I can give a blessing. You know, I'm 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 cool like that. I wasn't even asked mm-hmm. to give the blessing. And so I was like, okay. So her, I guess it was kind of understood. I think her I think Rachel's family thinks I'm a heathen. 
Like, <laughs> they, they, they got, like I, I know nothing about religion or something. I don't know. <laughs> I guess you do the prayer. You'd be like, all right, close your eyes. Like, all right, here we are. Thanksgiving Day. We got over here. <laughs> do your intro. <laughs> Six pound, eight ounce, sleeping baby Jesus. <laughs> no, I can I can rattle off a good prayer if need be. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about it, so I kind of had a pre plan in my head, like what I was going to say, you know. But you don't step in when someone's anointed prayer or blessing giver. You're like, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, wait a minute. I think I'm going to do this. That's a lot of pressure. I don't want that pressure. Not right before I eat. So if that's like, if it's your thing, it's your thing. Go ahead and do it. And so, uh, her, you know, but in my head, I was like, you know, all right, please, everybody, bow your head. Um, thank you, Lord, for giving us this day. Uh, what was the what was the go to? Like, thank you, Lord, for giving us this day. Grateful bread, grateful dead. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. Break it not into temptation, but <laughs> de- deliver Doctor Evil back to. Mini me. <laughs> good food, good meat. Good Lord, let's eat. So, I mean, I can rattle it. Like, I, you know, I, we should all be very fa- thankful for our family, uh, our friends, and bringing us together, gathering this food. Thank you. Uh, we, you know, it, but it, it's got to be in a time frame, right? Like, there, there can't be, like, what, what's the, what's the, what's a good average blessing time at Thanksgiving, Nate? From the perspective of the person giving it or the person, the people receiving it. Because well, I, I think the person that is giving it always thinks it needs to be longer than it is. Um, oh, but if the people, rece- the, the people receiving it, uh, I don't know, like 30 seconds. If, it, if, it's too, if it's long enough where you open your eyes to see if everybody else's <laughs> eyes are open or closed, then it's too long. Okay, <laughs> okay I, understand, I understand what you're saying. Okay, I, I didn't follow it first. You're right. You, it, okay. it, it's it's, it's kind of like radio people, right? They feel the need to expand on a topic. Without right. uh, the, the without giving the information, the pertinent information that people want, you hear that a lot on uh, sportsy stations, like that fantasy football channel that I listen to all the time on SiriusXM. They have new shows this year, and they have people that are trying to be—they're not hosts, but they're trying to be hosts—and they will sit there and they will for fifteen minutes talk about something they think is compelling. And it has nothing to do really with fantasy football. And if it does, they're not getting to the point. They don't understand the 80-20 rule. And so uh, the, 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 the blessing is very similar. You are correct. The, the people receiving were like, all right, dude, in and out, 15 seconds, let's go. But the person <laughs> that's talking, especially if they're not the greatest talker, which we've also seen in the radio business too, and they, have the, the, they all have the same problem. They don't know how to wrap it up, right? You don't know how to, it's, it, everything comes back to radio, not just because we're radio people, but it, it like you're the, it's called the art of conversation. That's what I've always called it. The art of conversation. There is an art form to it. That's why there's some people that are better speakers than others. There are some people that are public speakers, pu- uh, motivational speakers. You know, they're the ones uh, at your job that always get up and address everybody. You know, there's, there's, that's an art form to have good communication skills. Not everyone has it, and that's fine. If you don't have it, you shouldn't be doing those things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and he just did, he, he, it, it was the weirdest, most awkward, 
blessing I think I've ever been a part of. It went for, I should have timed it. It had to have gone for two and a half minutes. Oh, wait, you did long. it? What's that? You gave this? No, no, no. Her dad did. Oh, okay. I thought you said you were the one doing it. No, yeah, no one asked me to do it. No, that's what I said. I said I was ready. I was prepared, but no one asked me to do it. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two and a half minutes is way, it's about two minutes and 15 seconds too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least two minutes too long. Yeah. What were you saying, Brennan? I was saying, yeah, that is, that is way too long. Two and a half minutes. Good Lord. Yeah. Cut that down. And I think it might've been longer than that. And it, you know, so the, what should the blessing at the Thanksgiving or any holiday table, what should it like focus on and never stray from? Uh, basically just thankful for family and friends and everyone gathered around the table and the bountiful food we're about to eat. Amen. Amen. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> it, you know, length, you know, it, it's, it's not important. It's, it's, it's the girth. It's the meat, right? Of the blessing. That's important. Like what you just spouted off, Brandon was perfect. That's all you needed. Uh, you hit all the points right there. Hit, hit all the topics. You hit all the pot. You hit all the topics. You're talking about everybody at the table. You're talking about the food. You're talking about God. You know, this thing, it started out with a history lesson and <laughs> I'm going to try to reenact it here a little bit. It was like, uh, all right, everybody bow your heads, you know, and we stood up and we all held hands, which I'm not a fan of. So, you know, and I'm at the other end of the table and uh, so we're all doing this, and he goes, Dear uh, Heavenly Father, and then he gave him, like, a big title, too. Like, Dear Heavenly Father, the ultimate father of all fathers, you are the father of my father, father, father. Like, it was like some long business card title. And, <laughs> and like, okay, we, got, we know who you're talking about, dude. We got it. <laughs> yeah, that's Mr. God to you. <laughs> I was like, move on. <laughs> all right, we're already, we're already sucking up airtime. Let's go. My, my potatoes are getting cold. <laughs> so he, he goes to the next part. He's like, uh, I'd like to just remember the, <laughs> like, he gave specific numbers, which he had to have made up. The 112 pilgrims that came over to Plymouth Rock to celebrate uh, a feast uh, amongst uh, themselves to give thanks for the, the, the you Lord and the food that they were going to eat and the Susquatchy uh, Indians that showed up. <laughs> no, I, I, this, I'm not making this up. This is a fucking true story. You know, like, the, the, Sus, the Susquani, it, it, and then like in the middle, he goes, it's Susquani, right? Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> he goes three, five, five, four, five, three, three, Three hundred fifty-three Susquehanna. <laughs> There's no. What are you talking about right now? You don't know. How isn't many, it seminal? I have no idea. But you're just now. I'm like, I don't believe your prayer. I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe uh, anything that you're saying right now. <laughs> and so he, he. I'm going. Is he going to get to like the slaughter of Indians or something during the prayer? I mean, that's going to be horrible. I was just waiting for him to say, you know, and then after, you know, they toast it and they promised the Indians all the all the horses for the pelts. They uh, ended up uh, killing them and, and stealing the pelts anyway and uh, raping the women and killing the children. I'm like, please don't go there. Please don't go there. Please don't go there. <laughs> yeah. You know, because so anyway, happy Indigenous People Day. Right. Amen. I'm going, do you not know the story of the white man destroying the Native Americans? I was like, why would you even bring that up? Let's just focus on the good part of Thanksgiving. Why even put that in people's heads? You know, uh, so he, he gets past the history lesson 
And at this point, we're all, you know, I'm looking up. I got the eyes. You know, it's like, yeah. And there was a part that I thought he was done. And no, he wasn't done. He picked it right back up. He just needed to come up for air. And then he goes in to talk about, oh, the next part was uh, a political rant. So he goes, okay. he go, yeah, he, go, he goes from the, Sesqu- the Susquehannian Indians or whatever. So he goes, he goes into the next, um, next part of the prayer, which was like kind of political. And he goes, dear Lord, thank you for uh, allowing us to eat this food in the greatest country in the world. And like he said it, like he, like he, like in the greatest country in the world. <laughs> and then he goes on this rant of, you know, just because the you know current leadership is is not doing the things it needs to be doing, we're just hoping oh that God. in two years we can get it back and 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 and, and everything's going to be uh, great again. And I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! I was like, please, please. And I, I almost was getting to a point where I was like, all right, you're done. I almost cut him off. I'm like, all right, bro, yeah. enough's enough. <laughs> man. Weird. You got to stop this. So finally, he stands up and announces his presidency. It, yeah. it was, no, he says, and thank you to our Lord and Savior, Ron DeSantis. Amen. <laughs> it was just awkward and so long and so strung out. Uh, so finally, it was done. And I was like, all right, thank God it's done. And then we eat our food. The food's great. Conversation's great. The football's great. And then, uh, you know, we went down. We, we lit, we're, we're, our Airbnb's on uh, Lake Dora, so there's like a little dock. So we went down there at sunset. And, you know, nothing beats a Florida sunset. It's, it's just the best. Uh, and so we're out there, and we're doing that. Enjoy it. Then the mosquitoes. By the way, the mosquitoes in Florida have gotten so big, they're like small dogs jumping on you. They're, they're, they're huge. <laughs> There's so, like, the good part is you know where it's at, right? You can see it. It's like a bird flying in the air. Um, yeah. The bad part is when they bite you, it leaves a mark. I mean, it's it's a thing, <clears throat> you know, so. What the hell was Mosquito Joe doing? I thought he was supposed to get rid of those the other day. You and me both, dude. He was out there blowing <laughs> his Joe juice, and mosquitoes are like, go fuck yourself, Mosquito Joe. I'm sticking around. <laughs> he didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> Oh, I saw the picture from the back of your place uh, from the dock. I think one of your family members posted it. And there is no reason that there should have been like 15 people in your backyard at one time. <laughs> now that I see the the location, well, it was weird. I, I've since then found out that the uh, the backyard is a shared property. Uh, and okay. there's different residences in this area that share the dock. And the dock, uh, these boats... Uh, at this dock, these pontoon boats, they're chartered. So you can do like a sunset tour, which is pretty smart, right? And, you know, go out and see the gators and and all that stuff. So that's what all those people, I think they were in town for my upstairs neighbors who are like way cool people. Like we we hung out with them a little bit the other day. They're such nice people. We had to go borrow a can opener from them. Um, Thanksgiving or whatnot, but they're like really cool. But they had a bunch of family; they had like ten people. So I think the ten, I think they all went on a on a on a on a boat thing. So all right, let me get back to so the blessings done, the food's good. Uh, we we went and we um we we saw, we went out back, saw the sunset, and then in Mount Dora, it's a quaint little town. It's it's very much like I don't know Nate. We say like it's it's bigger than Roswell. Would it be more like a Helen? Uh, Helen's pretty big <laughs> though. I don't know. Helen's only like 200 people that live there. Uh, I'm talking about the downtown and the like kind of festival-y feel and all that stuff. 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe like blue Ridge or something. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's cool. It's like that feel. Yeah. It's quaint, you know, save the clock tower kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and, and everybody knows each other cause it is a small town, but, but it's a, it's kind of a destination place. You know, you want to, you you, you want to, you want to be in Florida, but kind of get away from over Florida you go to Mount Dora, and it's kind of colonial, old Florida, you know, on the water type of thing, even though you're in central Florida, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the downtown area, my point is, is it's all lit up, and it looks really nice. And they, you know, coffee shops were open, and people were walking around, and it was really cool. So we all went, and we walked around. And they have this giant Christmas tree that they put up, and it's got music behind it, and everybody's taking pictures, and... All that good stuff. And so uh, afterwards, my mother goes to bed at 7 o'clock, you know. So she's like, are we going to go do this light thing, you know, soon? And I was like, yeah, Mom, it's 5.30. It's dark already, so we can go now. And we went out there, and she's like, you know, it's 6.30, and we're still walking around. And she goes, you know, I got to get in bed here in 30 minutes, you know. (laughs) I'm struggling. It's like Rain Man, right? Waffner's in 30 minutes. Waffner's in 30 minutes. (laughs) They're like, all right, let's, uh, so I, you know, I was like, everybody, let's go back. You know, I got to take, I take my mom home. Got to take my mom home. And we, you know, it's, I start taking her home and, and she goes that I really, you know, she's a vegetarian. So we made her salmon. So she's not eating the turkey. She's not eating the ham. We did a, a, a meatless stuffing. We had tabbouleh, you know, of course, vegetables and stuff for her. So it's a very, very pleasant vegetarian Thanksgiving for her as well. She goes, I just really, really am thankful for that dinner. I really, really enjoyed that dinner. And I said, well, I'm glad you did, Mom. I said, I really enjoyed it as well. I got to be honest with you. And uh, I said, what was your favorite part? Now, when I say, Nate, what, like, if, the, if that were you and I were talking to you, and I said, what was your favorite, would you automatically think I was talking about the food, right? Like, what was your favorite food? Yeah, because what's your favorite part of the dinner? Like, oh, the dessert or the turkey was great. One of the sides. Yeah, yeah, I would think food as well. Right. Nick, I wouldn't you, have thought that. You would have thought food? No. If you would have said, what's your favorite part? I would have thought you meant what was my favorite part of the dinner? Like, what occurred that I liked the most? That's what I would have thought. Huh. Okay. Brandon? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to talk about food, I would have said, what was your favorite thing you ate? You know, that probably would have cleared up any any question. Yeah, I just I don't know. It just seemed weird. I don't know. It just felt right to say, "What was your favorite? What was your favorite part?" Because you know, we were talking about the food, and and so she was like, "That oh, she goes that salmon was the best salmon that I've ever had." Rachel really did a good job on it, and I was like, "I was like, oh, what was your favorite part?" You know, so I said, or other than the salmon, or maybe I, whatever it said. I was just expecting her to reply back with a food, a food item. Yeah. You want to guess what she replied back with? The prayer? Yeah, the blessing. Because <laughs> <What>? <laughs> there are two peas in a pod. This is great. This is all coming full circle. This is a good conversation. Uh, so <laughs> you, you have to understand, my mother is like a diehard Trump person. And she's got Trump's face on her vehicle. She's got a flag that hangs in her backyard. Even though allegedly she's not going to be voting for him in 2024. Uh, and she's got a sticker and on the side and, and, and Rachel's father's, you know, uh, a, a Republican as well. And, um, 
which blows me away, you know, I mean, just a side political rant, is how conservative Republicans, because I consider myself a neutral, but if I had to label myself, I would be a, if this makes any sense, a liberal conservative Republican. That's what I would be. I agree with more what the Republicans stand for than the Democrats, but I don't agree with not being open-minded enough to look and understand what other people have to say. Neither here nor there. So my mother and her father and her parents are in the same boat. They just, they're, they're narrow. There's a path. They're told to believe this and that's all they believe, right? That's all they believe. They, they can't stray from the path. It's if I heard it, especially my mother, she is the poster child of a, an elderly person believing everything she hears. Like we thought it wasn't real. You know, like how do these people believe this stuff? How, why would you believe this stuff? Oh, it's real. The older you get, the more you believe. You know, especially if it's on Facebook, it's gospel. <laughs> it really you is. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what you, she was like, oh, no, that's on Facebook. That's on Facebook. And so I said, really? I go, I, I go uh, oh, no, she goes, the, the, the blessing, the prayer. She goes, her, Rachel's father did a really good job. And I go, um, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. It goes a little. It goes a little, little lengthy. A little. Uh, there's some. There's some spots that I would have omitted. And she goes, "Oh, you think so?" And I said, "Yes." I go, "You don't put in, you know, the whole political rant thing and this and this and that." And she goes, "Well, I didn't mind it." And and I like I like that. Uh, I, I, I like, I was like, so you like church and, and state, huh? I was like, isn't that against everything you believe in or what? I was like, I don't know. What do you believe in? And, and, and she goes, she goes, I, 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 I like that he did that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, he's a big Trumpster like me. And I, and I go, <laughs> Trumpster. yeah, that's what she said. She's a big Trumpster. And I said, I go, oh, and she goes, let's, let me give you an example of, of why it's good to be a Trumpster. I said, well, tell me. And she goes, okay. So, um, my girlfriend, whatever her name is, you know, she's a real estate agent and a friend of mine had uh, these two beautiful dogs for sale. This is during COVID and uh, she was going to sell them to me and I got some COVID money and I was like, ah, you know, I need to do some renovations on my house. I can't afford, but I really wanted these dogs or she wanted these dogs, one of the two. And also she was putting her house up for sale, this woman, million dollar house. And so uh, three, four weeks goes by and she goes, why don't you and your, 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 your girlfriend come over? Not like a little, little, little girlfriend, but you know, like that's what get older. Yeah. Get girlfriends. You know, got pals. Yeah. Got, got girl pals. Well, why don't you guys come over <laughs> and let's just talk? You know? Okay. So they, they go over in my mother's vehicle, you know, this is freaking Trump mobile. <laughs> this is like faces on the side, like he's driving and stuff. I mean, it's fucking obscene and they pull in and she says, uh, anyway, the end result is that. Her friend gets the million dollar listing and her friend gets both dogs for no charge. And supposedly it was because of the Trump stuff on my mom's car. And she goes, she goes, you know, that that's the perks. That's the perks. She goes, I'll give you another example. I was at a grocery store. I was in the parking lot and this older gentleman comes up to my window, knocks on it. So I roll it down and he gives me a fist bump. And with tears in his eye, eyes, he start he's tell he tells me how this country is just not what he remembers it as. And he just hopes that one day we'll get it back. I go, okay. I go, but you do know there's a reverse reaction to this, correct? I go, that for every two people, there's going to be two people that are going to do the exact opposite. 
you know, they're, they're going to throw a rock through your window or they're going to, you know, and I mean, that sucks that that's the case and you can't do that. I mean, I, I really feel like everybody should be able to, if you're a big fan of a politician for whatever reason, you know, I really think that in this country, you should be able to openly express those views. But I live in the real world and we all know that you can't, you can't do that. Well, it doesn't matter who it is, right? You just can't do that unless he's like overpopular. I mean, even in the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis is Mr. Popularity, right? I mean, they're saying if he runs for president in 2024, he's going to be the guy. And, uh, and he just destroyed, just blow Trump out of the water because everybody loves him. Well, there's also a handful of people that dislike him for, for numerous reasons. That's why I say you never, ever back a politician. You never get in bed with them. You never trust them and you never believe everything they say. You know, uh, you know, and people could argue with me about that and say, you know, well, you got to, you got to trust somebody. You got to believe in something. You got to pick this. You got to pick. No, I don't remember signing any agreement in life saying I have to do any of those things. (laughs) I don't, I just don't. So I was explaining to her, uh, she goes, you don't like him. Do you? I said, no, I don't. I despise the man. I go, I can't stand him. And she goes, why is that? I go, one reason, one reason only. I don't think he did, does anything for the love of the country. He does it for his own pockets. That's all. That's the only reason. I go, and, and, and it, it makes me laugh to sit back and watch you alleged conservative Republicans back a guy that was a Democrat five minutes ago, has been married and divorced three, four different times, an adulterer, you know. Uh, I mean, let's go back and listen to some of the conversations on, on with Howard Stern he used to have back in the 90s when he was talking candidly. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that in the office, you know, same goes for Bill Clinton. If you, I mean, if I got to go side to side, that guy's a scumbag. As soon as, as soon as they found out that he did that, he should have been not only impeached, but banned. Right. But nobody cared because there is a surplus in this country. And that's the thing. And that's what she says. She goes, well, I don't care about their personal views. I said, you don't. And she goes, no, she goes, I care just to how this, this country is a lot better. It was a lot better place two years ago. Gas prices were lower. I said, okay, well, let's talk about that for a second. The president of the United States does not control gas prices. That's fact. Okay, just it's a simple Google search. Do your research before opening your mouth. Okay. Well, inflation. Inflation is usually, it's not an overnight thing. And now I'm not saying that the current administration is not to blame for any of this stuff. But what I'm saying is that if you're going to place blame, get off your party train and blame every administration dating back, you know, the last 10 years. Inflation doesn't happen overnight. Inflation is a trend. Inflation is something that snowballs from administration to administration. You know, um, so it's everybody's at fault. The current administration needs to fix it, and they're not. They say they are, but they're not. So everyone's at fault is what I'm saying. And, uh, and I said, I go, my problem is people like you that don't want to, that just want to place blame at another party versus taking responsibility for your own party. Uh, or, or your, I, I go, you want to know what's wrong? I go, mom, I go, you, and I hated having this conversation with her, but I go, mom, do you want to know what's wrong with this country? And she, and she goes, oh yeah, you tell me. And I said, we're the problem. I go, have you ever heard somebody say the people of the United States of America are the problem? You've never heard that. No one's ever gone on television, on social media, 
as a person in a high position saying, look, guys, we're not the problem. You're the problem because we are the problem. We're the, 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 the president and the governors and the representatives and the senators. They're not the one that took the gun and put it in the hands of the overnight Walmart shooter uh, killing his employees. They're not the one that put the manifesto in his phone. They're not the ones that put a gun in the hand of the fat kid that went to the gay club and blew it up, which we'll get to in the third segment. Or not blow it up, but shot up the place and killed people. They didn't do that. We do these things. We do these things. We're responsible for our actions. If you decide to take a gun into a public setting and perform a mass shooting for whatever reason you might, that's not a politician's fault. That's your fault. You pulled the trigger. I'll even go to the extent of it's not even the guy that sold you the gun's fault. How about that? It's your fault. So, but everybody wants to blame other people. And, and that's what I was trying to explain to her. She didn't want to hear that, though. She just wanted to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> well, then that's the thing. Then nobody wants to talk about it either. Or rationally, I guess. Well, so I'm now part of this, um, what I never experienced before having somebody close to me have different views. And I see how easy it is to get wrapped up in those conversations because you feel like kind of a pansy if you don't respond, right? You can't just let somebody spew either false information or misinformation or bad information or information that doesn't sit well in your ear holes without addressing it. Like who gives you the right to say those things? And that's the problem, right? Because then you rebuttal. And, you know, you want to keep it civil, but it just escalates, 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 you know, and then you're raising your voice and the inflection is, and then it gets out of control. <laughs> it's just silly, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't know. I was, I think you need to, you need to write like a loose script of the past two years of your life and send it off to Hallmark. Cause this, this whole story sounds like a good Hallmark movie. Yeah. You think, well, Hallmark movies are usually ending well. They don't have any. You well, have, you might have to tweak the ending a little bit. <laughs> Give it a Hollywood ending. <laughs> she said to me uh, the other day when I was doing some stuff at her house, she said to me, she goes, uh, do you remember my attorney? And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. We're, we're going to bring up the past because this is the closest we've gotten to. Remember, the reason why we stopped talking is because she took me to court and she sued me over a house that I owned, claiming that it was her house. Even though she had yeah. a, a, a rental agreement. I mean, was, the whole thing was bullshit. But anyway, she, so her attorney, like for ever, I just ripped this guy to shreds on the air. And I used to call him by his first name. It was his nickname, Buzzy. And it was this awkwardly <laughs> fat uh, redneck from the Mount Dora area, the Eustace area. I mean, small town boy. But this guy was like, you know, it's, you got some guys that are cool fat. You know, like, oh, that guy, you know, once was an athlete and he just, you know, let himself go. He just, you know, he's old. He just, he's fine with it. He carries it well. This guy was like shaped like the Liberty Bell. If the Liberty, Liberty Bell were made out of chocolate and left out in 95 degree weather all day, you know, so it's kind of like half melted, you know, <laughs> and this guy was the dumbest lawyer I'd ever come across. He, he, for me to be able to be quicker, wittier, uh, at, at the, in the deposition than he was speaks volumes. And, and, and I, this was years ago, 17 years ago. 
So I was nowhere near as quick as I am now. Then maybe I was, I don't know. Maybe I'm losing it. So like this guy was a mess and I just ripped him to shreds and I hated him. I, I just thought and there was one instance that we had where when we went into our first mediation with the judge, as soon as we walk into chambers, he says to the judge, he goes, you know, call, he says, oh, thanks for the invite last night, judge. You know, whatever his wife's name, Mary made the just best steak ever. Something like that. So uh, I guess everyone in his office was a fan of mine. And they listened to my show uh, regularly. And they would tell him what I was saying. Because <laughs> I, I, either they didn't like him and they thought it was funny that somebody was ripping him or 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 they didn't they, they they did like him and they wanted him no I don't know so he goes uh, he goes I didn't have I, I guess for some reason he said roast beef I didn't have roast beef that's bullshit he's like let me get, get get that kid on the phone I'm gonna go on his show go on his show my mom said he wanted to come on my my show I was <laughs> like oh my god that would have been the best day ever that would have been yeah. that that would have been the bit of all bits right to have that guy come on the show oh my god. Uh, him calling me too, that which just gives me the green light to do and say whatever I want to him. Oh, that'd be great. I was picture whenever you talk about him, I picture uh, Foghorn Leghorn from uh, was it Looney Tunes? <laughs> no, you, he's like the he's like the giant rooster with the southern accent. Picture uh, Chris Farley's face with the clear glasses. And kind of like uh, a down by the river, you know, with the hair slicked mm-hmm. over. So picture that face. But Chris Farley was cool fat. And then the body is like a melted chocolate Liberty Bell. You know, but just there's a there's a cheap dress shirt over it with a tie that goes down and then swoops up like it's shooting off a, a, a ski lift, you know, because of the belly. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And, and then yeah. really, really large awkwardly large dress pants uh, that are just, okay. he's just wide. He's, it's almost like he was a cartoon and the Acme safe landed on him and flattened him out. <laughs> and he just walks around like that. He's, he's very, he's a very wide man, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> but he might be dead now. I have no idea. That was a long time ago. I didn't ask, you know, so I did find out more about the, um, her marriage. I told you guys that, right? That she was got married. Yeah. 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 What happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, <laughs> so I asked her just briefly. I asked her, I said, um, do you have any other siblings? <laughs> no, I, said, I, I go, I go, tell, I go, tell me about this, this husband that you, who's this guy? She's like, Oh, you know him. I said, Oh, okay. I go, how do I know him? She goes, well, you, you know, you know, Pat, Pat Dory. And I said, no, I don't. Okay. Yes, you do. Oh, okay, I do. He was, you know, he was over at the house a couple of times. He and his, him and his wife. I said, "What? This is when we lived in Sarasota. And this is when we were wealthy." So my mom, my ex stepdad, and these two people came over. This is weird how this works. And she goes, "That was the night that you remember we got stuck in the elevator. We had an elevator in our house. She goes, we got we got stuck in the elevator, and you had to get a pen and get us out." I said, "Vaguely." She goes, "That was Pat Dory. That was that was him." I said, "Okay, that was." 30 years ago, <laughs> I, go, I go, how did you marry him recently? 
And, she, and and I'm like, where'd you see him at? I go, you know, I'm thinking if he lived in that neighborhood, he's got to be wealthy and like really wealthy. And he was really wealthy. And uh, she goes, uh, oh, he moved up here and he found me on Facebook and we just connected and decided to get married. And I go, okay. And he died? Yeah, he died. Okay. Well, <laughs> if he was if he was wealthy, did he not leave you anything? She goes, oh, he wasn't wealthy when, when he died. I said, oh, I go, okay, I was like, this is weird. What do you mean he wasn't wealthy when he died? He's like, he gave all of his money to his uh, stepkids and his, his ex-wives, and, you know, he just, he, he, he was, and I'm thinking, I'm going, I don't know, I think maybe you just got screwed on this whole thing. She was like, eh, you, that's a lot of money to lose, you know. I was like, it can be done, don't get me wrong, it can be done. And I didn't even ask how he died. I should ask how he died. I'll ask that before I leave, because I'm curious how he died. Um, so, yeah, that was Arsenic. it. Yeah, I, yeah, and I don't even know how long they were married. But it was just weird. I was say, how long ago did he die? That's what I would have been curious about too. Yeah, I'm kind of poking. In, there's so much going on, Nikki. Like, there's so many things, so many questions, so many things to do. When one thing goes, it's another thing. It really, really is. This has become the most expensive reconciliation I've ever experienced. I mean, it is absurd. There's one thing. I mean, literally, it's little the littlest of things. It's like, oh, my God, the you know, you need air conditioner. Put the air conditioner in. Garage door is not working. Oh, you need uh, the rest of these tiles need to be grouted. I mean, that's how silly this gets. They need to be grouted. Okay. Stop stepping on my tiles, uh, Mom. I just put the, put them down in mortar. Now it's crooked. Now I can't get it up. Okay, well, you're just going to have to live with a crooked tile. You know, it's like one thing after another. She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand the concept of pee pads because she's got all these dogs and the ammonia, the piss smell. She likes to put towels down because she thinks that the dogs scrunch up the towels and lay on them. I'm sure they do, but you have to get them out of that because they're piss. these dogs just piss. They're pissing on the, the, the towels and she doesn't smell it, so the ammonia just goes in the air. So I showed her the other day when the AC guys took out the, the unit, you know, the coil part of your, your air conditioning, hers was corroded, like corroded and rusted. And that's from two different things. That's from lack of maintenance and cat piss, that ammonia smell will destroy your air conditioning unit. Uh, the chemical, oh, wow. Yeah, the chemicals will get in there and it'll destroy it. And and I, I showed her that. And I said, look, if you want to continue to have these animals, and you the cats especially, even though the doctor told you to get rid of them, this is what they do. Just explaining to you. This cost X amount of dollars. I'm not paying for it again. So if you feel like that's worth it for that cat or that dog, and it's worth that much money, then you pay for it next time. You come up with the money. And she's like, well, they won't survive outside. So, well, you won't survive inside. I go, you got it. <laughs> Turning me into Brandon Thrasher. <laughs> you, go, you know, find, find, find a home, put them down. You got to do something. I mean, they're just not living their best life right now. They're not. Uh, so we compromised. And the cats that she was letting in, uh, one of her sheds we turned into a cat house. So I put a cat door 
a small dog door on the front of the shed, and they'll just go in there, I guess. Nice. And That's so she's going to keep them out of the house. Supposedly. I was about she's to got say, a caddy shack, too. Do. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> Rach says that she sneaky, sneaky towels me. Like, when I'm not there, the towels, she puts the towels down, and then when I show up, she kicks them under the beds. <laughs> Like, what's wrong? You know, it's it's just it's so frustrating. This is I forgot the tension that came with having my mother. I forgot what it feels like on a daily basis. It like kind of changes me. You know, it makes me irritable Um, just because it's, it's so frustrating. She's not the brightest woman. Right. And she's 76 on top of that. So some of these errors are just just bad common sense, you know, just dumb, dumb face stuff. And it drives me insane out in the brain out. Or, or, or she's trying to do things that thinks she thinks she's being slick, but it's pretty obvious, like the towels or something like that. Like they're trying to get around you for some reason instead of just doing what you asked. Oh, she's always been like that, dude. She's always been, uh, she thinks she's smarter than the room and she's not even close you know, she, she like, she's a, she's a liar. She's always been a liar. Um, I'm assuming she's still a liar. I don't know. I haven't caught her in a lie since we've reconciled. Uh, but that was kind of her MO. She was, um, you know, manipulative compulsive liar. I mean, if she, if she went to a shrink at any time, she'd be diagnosed. I got, and I'll tell you this too. Uh, and I have no problem saying this is that there are some things that she does that I, st- I don't understand. You know, I, I like to think that I've got control and I have an answer for everything and I don't. And when I don't have an answer for something like this, when it deals with someone else's psyche and, and how they function, I, I go to Dr. David Markwell. And I did. I called Dr. David Markwell the other day. And I said, I, you know, I said, if you've got a couple minutes, I just have a couple questions for you, Doc. He's like, absolutely, Jason. You just know, what do you need for me, Jason? I said, <laughs> I go, I go, Dr. David Markwell, you know, he goes, I'm familiar with the story. You know, because he listens, right? I mean, not only a sponsor, but he's a fan. It's like, I, I, I think that's great, everything that's going on there, Jason. I, I really, really do. What can, I, <laughs> what can I help you with? He's just such a soothing voice, right? He's just so nice and sweet, such a soothing voice. So, you know, let's start off with these towels. I go, I, I don't know why she has to put these goddamn towels down every time. And, and, and then she tiles the floor with pee pads. She puts 10 of them down. You don't need to put 10 down. You just need to put two down. And I've explained it to her at least 20 times, and she's not understanding it. So that's got to be some type of issue, Doc, right? It's got to be something going on upstairs that she feels the need to put the towels down and all these pee pads. It drives me insane. Well, Jason, when you reach that age, you know, it's really hard to get out of, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. (laughs) Yeah, well, very similar. You know, you just... (laughs) <laughs> Am I right, Nikki? Is that Dr. David Markwell? <laughs> yeah. She's just in her ways. And uh, we, you know, that are younger, uh, you especially, you're just, you're just going to have to, you're just going to have to deal with it, you know? I mean, and, you know, let her do her thing. So live her best life, pretty much what you're saying, Dr. David Markwell. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, so, like, all right, dude. You know, can't change it, you know. But that was a good Dr. David Markle, Nikki, was it not? That was. That was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I say that with the utmost respect for the man, by the way. I'm not making fun of him. I'm just doing I'm just trying to do an impersonation of him. He's the best. Ridgeline counseling. He is, he is just the, the most fantastic human being and he's great at what he does. All right. So <clears throat> I got more to the story that I'll bring up in the in the third segment here, but I want to get to Nate's Mexico moment. So here we go. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right, go ahead. Inspect All Pet, Pest Services provides high-quality termite and pest and wildlife control, as well as insulation, pressure washing, gutter maintenance, and other home services in Metro Atlanta and the surrounding region. And now you can mention the BS and get 10% off all the services. Uh, then you can call them at 770-483-2420. That's 770-483-2420. Yeah, good guys. Nick uh, from Inspect All, he actually texted me on Thanksgiving. He said, Happy Thanksgiving. I thought that was very when you get a text on Thanksgiving, do you automatically assume it's a mass text? Because I do. Uh no. What do you mean? I mean you you would know if it's a mass text because everybody's, everybody's numbers will be connected with group. You. Oh. You'll yeah. be in like a group chat. Oh yeah, you're right. I I, I mm-hmm. just always I'm like, nobody takes the time to wish me a thanks happy Thanksgiving or Merry Christmas. But there were like people that actually did. So do you think they go down individually and they mm-hmm. send it to everyone? Because I know in a lot of these people's lives, you know, I'm sure Nick's got 20 people in his, at least 20 people in his in his Rolodex that are more important than me. Well, they can't, yeah. it's not an option to select it, send all, so that he has to physically go to your name and send it to you. Oh, that was very sweet. I got like four of them. <clears throat> very, very nice. Very, very nice. All right. Anyway, Mexico moment. Go ahead, Nate. Um, yeah, this this happened last weekend, I believe. So a couple of our friends um, from uh, around our neighborhood or area decided they wanted to do a barbecue. So, um, so we started this WhatsApp group so we could all chat about it. And I think there was like five or six of us in the group. And we're the guy that lives kind of across the street from us. He's from Michigan originally. Um, he's been here for like 10 years, I think. Um, it was his idea and he wanted to grill. And then so all the other girls are like, all right, we'll do the sides and you, you get the meat or whatever. And then they asked us, hey, do you mind if we come over to the pool, to our pool? Because um, his place doesn't have one and we live right across the street. So we're like, yeah, that's totally fine. We'll get we'll meet there, you know, early afternoon. We'll do some swimming, do some drinking and then uh, go across the street and grill out and, and eat and have a little barbecue uh, for the weekend. So, um, so we've been talking all week about it. Everybody's messaging back. Hey, I'm running the grocery store. Y'all need anything? No, I'm good. I'm making, you know, this or whatever. So everybody's figuring it out. And, uh, so then that day, I think it was last Saturday or maybe Saturday before, um, it was, uh, so everybody came over like around one ish. And so we're just at the pool and, and some of the girls had made, um, kind of like a little kind of appetizer things that we could just eat at the pool, some crackers, some dip, somebody cut up some fresh fruit from the grocery store. Um, and it's, like I said, it was about four or five, five or six of us. It was a girl from Ireland, another girl from Chicago, a uh, girl from the UK, mm-hmm. like I said, my, our other buddy from Michigan. So it was like kind of a little group of uh, a nice little group of people. And so we're just hanging out, drinking and whatnot. Please tell me and this story ends with an orgy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so far, it's, so. I'm excited to hear the rest of it. But like, so this really hot Irish girl, this really hot girl from Chicago 
this weird dude from Michigan, <laughs> but we sent him home. And then my wife, we're up at the pool. We're eating this fruit. And yeah, go ahead. Continue. What happened next, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, he's um he's actually a brewer here at uh, a brewery in Cancun. So he brought over some beers and I was bringing, I brought some beers that I had brought back from the States. And, uh, and we also had our, our weed pen or vape pen. So I was, uh, I bust out or he brought out one of his beers and then I brought out this one is a big bottle and I had it for like a couple of years and I looked at it and I didn't even really know what it was because some, somebody gave it to me and I looked at it and it was a 15.4% double 24 month aged Imperial stout in, uh, in bourbon barrels and, and whiskey barrels. And so mm. it was thick. Like this was like uh, like motor oil. Like it was a thick one, 15%. So we, we share that one first and, uh, and then we're just hanging out and start hitting the pen. And I know, and so I, I pass it to my buddy who's doing the grilling and I notice he's uh He's getting a little squinty eyed and it's sunny outside, but he, he's starting to look a little toasty and it's getting to be like four or five o'clock. And, and the girls are kind of dropping subtle hints like, Hey, you know, you know, get a little, get a little hungry. Uh, probably can eat something soon. And, you know, we're done with the snacks and I don't think he was picking up on the hint. Like they wanted me. So I, I basically finally, and I was a little toasty too. So I said, yeah, they're saying they want he wants you to go grill, like go go start the grill up because because we're getting hungry, and so uh, so he's like, okay, let me get my stuff together, and just puts his clothes back on and leaves to go walk across the street start the grill, um, and it was about six thirty, and we we messaged him like, hey man, um, what what's going on? You know, like how's the grill doing? You got you got it going? Got the coals on? Don't hear anything from him. Then it's about seven seven thirty, still nothing. So we're like, all right, well, I guess let's uh, let's finish off these sides. So we ended up just eating the sides. Don't know where our buddy went. And we find out the next day we got him so fucked up that he went home and passed out. And so so I, I feel like I kind of ruined the barbecue because I got him high and drunk and nobody got it to eat any meat. Oh, my God. So he never cooked at all that night. <laughs> no, no, nothing at all. He just got <laughs> fucked up and passed out. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did he feel bad the next day? Yeah, he felt bad, but I felt kind of bad too because I don't think he normally smokes or drinks 15% beers, so I feel like it was kind of my fault that I got him too toasty. Uh, oh, man, so uh, so I feel kind of bad for, for the group that I, that I messed it up. That's hilarious. So no orgy, though. They were like, no, nah, no, nah, unfortunately, unless you had one, he's just lying to me. But <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, grill's not working. Let's have an orgy. <sighs> Why not? Yeah, right. Yeah, pull out, pull out your sausages. All right, that's a good story. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk to our guests. Here we go. Hold up, wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Hey, fellas, the older we get, the harder it gets. Talking about weight loss, testosterone, muscle growth, sexual health pain and joint management, so on and so forth. Well, I'm here to tell you, Nuberty's Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, is your men's wellness facility. Whether it is testosterone maintenance or weight loss program, uh, sexual health, 50% of all men over 40 experience some kind of sexual dysfunction, pain and joint management, you name it. Menswellnessleague.com is the website you need to go to. It says schedule a call. They'll call you and walk you through it. Get started on your journey to overall wellness today. And for a limited time, Nuberty is offering its full wellness combine for only $99. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up and mention my name, Bailey, or the BS Podcast, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. Menswellnessleague.com. 
son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear then get a full 7 days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com It's better than radio. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Hey, it's Nikki D uh, from The BS. Happy holidays to all of our subscribers. I hope your new year is going to be wonderful. Give the gift of a subscription to The BS. Then Bailey brought in a guest, Jennifer Franco, massage therapist. She discussed uh, the behind the scenes of the career of being a massage therapist. For me, the segment was great. I love getting massages and I find it vital to the health, mind, and body. Hearing the stories of men who tried to take it too far was interesting and eye-opening. Bailey made the suggestion to bring on a massage therapist who in the past or is currently doing those things that they didn't that this lady didn't want to discuss or admit to which i i I believed her because she seemed like a professional but it'd definitely be interesting to hear the other perspective of somebody who goes into that scenario knowing that they're going to give somebody a hand job or sexual favors but overall it was a good conversation very eye-opening a lot of knowledge and uh, i'm actually going to plan on looking her up because i want to get a professional massage and back to you, Jason. So we had a conversation. I don't know what episode it was, but it was about this uh, girl on TikTok that went to go get a massage. And she claims that the masseuse tried to give her a happy ending. And I think we then got into the conversation of you don't hear that very often of woman on woman right it's Mm -hmm. usually if you're going to a place and you know it's going to happen it's a guy that's going in there that's paying for whatever they do um but it's always usually the guy that instigated because that's a that's a guy fantasy to go in to get a massage and you know the you know it's just very sexual and a fork i'm not gonna lie i've been there done that I, i i agree it is but i don't think when women go get a massage they have the same thought. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. They have the same thoughts. If there's a guy masseuse, they're like, God, wouldn't it be great if he just bent me over? I mean, I don't know if they... You don't have it before you book it, but when you're in there and he's rubbing you, you have it. Really? Yes. I had a masseuse. when we Remember when we did that thing with the girls where we took them to... Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we had to go in and get the massage. Yeah. The guy who massaged me, yeah. like, he came to my house a few times and did it too. Did you sleep with him? I didn't, but I wanted to. But he was married. Did you, did you but try? But if he wasn't married, I would have. Did you tell him that you wanted to? I didn't tell him. Yeah. I didn't tell him. So anyway. <laughs> we'll he get back. couldn't do that. Ethically, he's not allowed to do that. I, 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 let me introduce our guest. She's a she's a two percenter. She's a, she's a, she's a listener, and, and we love her, Jennifer Franco. And Jennifer reaches out to us, or me, and says, because uh, you are a masseuse as well, right? I mean, that's what you do. And 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 for a massage therapist, but yes. Oh, sorry, sorry, massage therapist. And you're like, well, we need to have a conversation. You're not getting all this correct. And I was like, okay, that's cool. We'll get you on. You tell me what I'm getting wrong here. Um, so, guys, I'm sure have propositioned you numerous times. Well, not not really. I mean, I had in my whole first like 15 years of my career, I only had. I had guys come in that I knew 
were maybe thinking that they were, but they never did anything. They just laid there and I gave them a massage. They didn't tip. They left. Um, I had one guy one time because I worked in spas and chiropractors and nobody came in there typically thinking that was going to happen. And I had one guy that I think was just like, Hmm, I'm going to shoot my shot. And he, nothing happened. And everybody at the spa was like, you should never see him again. And I was like, "Eh, I'm not scared. I'm in a place with other people and everything. I'm right by, it was a salon. I was right by the shampoo bowl. Like all I had to do was open the door. I can get out the door faster than get off the table. But there was just that one time until I went out on my own. And then it was a nightmare. It was the wild west, right? Guys would probably proposition you left and right. They don't, so they don't proposition me. It's not like that. What do they they do? They like... They come in, well, the first one I ever had was the worst one. And he, they'll start out, it's, what, what's scary, there's two different types of people that do this. Mm. There's the people that are just looking for sex work. And there's the people that either have a fantasy they want to fulfill and they want it to be that they have convinced me that I'm not the one that like the massage therapist, this is not what they do, but they're going to come in and like convince us or they they get their jollies from making us uncomfortable Uh and they start out. This guy started out the first one that was not the one that just was shooting a shot. The one that was really bad. Uh, He's, they say they're all the right. They know what to say. It's called grooming. Just like people do with um, kids. They abuse and stuff. They, he knows what to say. He's like, Oh, I'm a professional. I, I get massages regularly. I, for some reason, now that when they ask for a Swedish massage, that immediately makes me suspicious. I don't know why that's become their thing to say, but it has. And then he came in that first guy, he came in, he's dressed nice. He's, and then he just, then they start to try to steer you when they're in there. And he, he first asked, and this was a sports massage place. And he first asked for like a lot of like hamstrings and hip and whatnot. Well, that was very normal in this practice because it was sports massage. Then I really think this guy wanted me to play with his butt. It was so (laughs) off-putting and terrible. And I didn't even know that I should have been scared until later um, because like at the end, then I, they do this squirm, they start like squirming on the table and trying to squirm out of the covers and things like that. And it's so, so uncomfortable. Um, well, is it, is it, I mean, don't you know when they take off all their clothes, right? I mean, that's like the, the, cause a lot of guys don't do that. I know I don't do that. So it just depends. That really depends. Cause I've worked in different places and it tends to be the, the more higher end spas people get, in, they take off everything. It's just, it's, and then it, and then other places it's 50, 50. And then other places, most people leave their shorts on. It really depends. It's, and this is all in the Atlanta area. It's very dependent on like how conservative the area is. And then sometimes how wealthy the people are. Have you- I think wealthy people are just more accustomed to massages maybe and know what to expect. And so, no, that's never. Now I had one guy that in the beginning was, he was somewhat amusing because he was very like vocal and he would like, Oh, 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 oh you're killing me. And he'd just go on and on. And, and he'd thrash around. And I was like, thank goodness this guy's wearing his shorts. Well, 
like an, a, a year or so into me seeing him regularly, suddenly he's not wearing his shorts anymore. And then he's doing other things and he's starting to have conversations that I don't want to have. And uh, eventually I, I just used, I just got rid of him because I, he, he, he finally sent me an inappropriate text, but like it builds up mm. over time. That's how they usually go. Have you ever gotten a job at a place where they told you up front that, that, this is what you're going to, you're going to be propositioned and you know, it's okay if you want to do it. No, never, no. never. I mean, the, the, there was one place where I worked. Well, no, I interviewed there. I didn't end up working there, but they had a little doorbell in the room, in the massage room. And I was like, what this, what's that for? And she goes, no, one's ever used it, but it's in case you need to like ring. If you need help, you can ring that doorbell. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> That's like a rape, a blue rape light in the park, right? It's like, Jesus. Uh, so I learned, I don't know if you remember hearing this story when we had the radio show, and I think I've told it uh, on the podcast, but I learned at this other place that I'll go and get a massage from time to time, um, this, this woman was walking on my back and holding these pipes mm -hmm. on the ceiling. She had an old school cordless phone up to her ear, you know, taking calls yeah. from people. And like call after call after call it was like annoying and it was i thought very unprofessional but you, know, you get what you pay for i'm in a shopping plaza and i get it um the, the guys were asking if they did extra like they would start out and they would say how much for a full body she would then tell them and then they'd say do you do extra and she says no and it was like normal and it, it just i didn't understand it at first but it happened over and over and over again and i finally said do you mind if I ask you a question? She goes, I go, what is extra? I hear them keep asking you extra. She's like, oh, extra is something we don't do here, but some places do. And I'm like, oh, that extra. And she's like, oh, yeah. I said, they actually ask you before they come in? She goes, yeah, they don't want to waste the trip in. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> is that I wish that, that they would just ask me that because those, those are the people that you don't really have to worry about. They Because – you don't waste your time. They don't waste their time. It's not an uncomfortable situation in my room where they're trying to give me weird signals and do weird things. I mean, I could talk to you for an hour about the stuff that's happened in my massage room, but um, well, what's I've never had that. Weird. Hmm? Like, what's an example of something they've done that's, that you would call weird? Um, okay, so, well, the first guy, like, he didn't want to turn face, back face up, but he kept, like... I think he was like kind of grinding against the table. He seemed like he was reaching, you know, under himself. And finally I was like, okay, we're done. And it was a little bit before, but it was within like some places they don't do the full hands on time. And so it was within the last like five, 10 minutes of the massage. I couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, okay, we're done. And he's like, Oh, can I have five more minutes? I'm like, no, we're done. And then I leave. And then there was stuff on my, sh like it was very traumatic. That was like, that was traumatic. That was a little traumatic for me to discover that. Plus I was going through a terrible situation in my personal life that made it way worse. But, um, and then other weird things like one guy, I have a whole protocol to weed these people out because they would, they do want to call you up and talk to you, but they never just ask me. Cause if they just asked me, I could just say, Nope. And we could go on our merry ways, but no, they keep asking these weird questions. Like they're waiting for me to give them a code word or something. And this one guy called up and he's like, blah, blah. Can I get one today? And I should never, I knew this. I should never do a same day because that's for some reason, yeah. another thing that makes them go, okay, well, this is going to happen. But I was just 
starting out kind of my practice in this place. And I was like, well, I need money. Let me go do this. Well, well, I no, I got back, back and forth. I didn't say, let me go. I said, yes, I can. Uh, what time? And then fill out my form. Cause I have an online form for people to fill out and all this. He didn't fill out the form. He just showed up at the place. And this was in like a new age bookshop. So, but they had a, they have like a salt cave and Reiki and psychics and all this stuff. And I did massage there. And so the lady's like, this guy's here. And I'm like, shit, this is going to be a nightmare because he didn't answer any of my questions or fill out my form. And he was already creep. So creepy. So I hand him my iPad. I'm like, fill out the form just like that. And then I go to the girl that had answered the phone and called me and, uh, and I'm like, do you get the, and he goes, she goes, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm like, Damn. <laughs> and she's like, do you want me to stand outside? I'm like, just, you know, walk around, walk by, you know, be listening out. Uh-huh. And he kept like, he was, fa- I had him face down and he kept like lifting his hip up. Like he's trying to give me access and he kept doing the wiggle thing. And I kept pulling the sheet up as he was trying to wiggle out. And when I looked down at one point, his whole middle of his body was on the face cradle. He'd wiggled so far forward. He was hanging on the, and I was afraid he was going to break it. And it wasn't even my massage table. (laughs) It was theirs. And I was just like, Oh my God. So that's the kind of weird. And then he, and then he, he messaged me and he found me on Facebook. I've ended up, I took myself off of all social media, all Google, all that stuff, because it's just a nightmare. And he messaged me on Facebook and said, oh, when can I get a massage again? After I, this is the thing too, I won't do it the first, I'll never do it. And then they want to rebook with me. And I don't know, do they think the first time is a warm up or what? And so I finally later in the day messaged him back and I said, you know, uh, I'm, I wasn't comfortable and I'm not the massage therapist for you. I hope you find somebody. And, and then he was like, oh, it's the worst massage therapist massage I ever had. It was a waste of money. Okay. And then I just blocked him. Are you, are you married? Yeah. yeah, and that's the yeah. only time my husband's ever gotten mad when I told him that story. He got mad about it, and he looked him up on Facebook and found all these. He goes, let me see it. I said, well, I've already blocked him, so you're going to have to look him up yourself and found two different profiles for this guy. He was I, gross, I, too. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't do it. Like, I have a problem with Rach, you know, sometimes even showing houses to certain people, um, you know, alone. Uh, but, I, I, you know women always try to come across as, Oh, nobody hits on me. Nobody bullshit. <laughs> you know, like we're not stupid. Now maybe you're doing it to protect us. I don't know. I would rather there be some honesty, but there's some Y'all can't handle it. If we told you every guy that tried to hit on us at the gas station, you'd be walking around mad all the time. Vice versa. <laughs> I mean, if I told Rach all the, but we don't ask you. I know it's upsetting. We don't care. It's, uh, <laughs> If I told Rachel about all the old men and Home Depot that talked to me, you'd be upset. I, I actually make stuff like stories up. I'm like, I, I was at the mall the other day and and I had some some bags and, and and a cup of coffee and this girl was like one of these weird shops that are in malls now, like eyebrows or something. And there's a young girl and she comes she like comes out like right to me and she kind of screams at me across from the hall and she goes, "Is that my coffee?" And so I kind of walk over and I'm like, I'm sorry. She goes, did you give me that coffee? I'm like, this girl's trying to pick me up. (laughs) Or she's struggling and she really wanted some coffee. (laughs) I mean, there's no other reason to scream out to a stranger at the mall about coffee. I mean, it was like, so I started talking to her because I was curious. And uh, she goes, what about those bags? Any of those bags for me? And I said, no, I was doing some, some shopping for my wife. And she goes, 
she must be a very lucky lady. And I said, yes, she is. <laughs> and that's all what you made up yeah. to tell Rach. No, no, some of that was correct. She did, I mean, so, 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 so uh, I lost my train of thought. Back to Jennifer. Um, I, I, it, guys, there's no doubt about it. Every guy has the fantasy of going in and having something happen with a, a massage therapist. I mean, it's just you can't control it. It's just it's it's a guy. I, I know it's a guy thing. I find it hard to believe, though, as a human being. If you have an attractive guy on the table, and, and it's not trying to be creepy or pressure you for anything like that, I, and you're probably not going to admit this, Jennifer, but I find it hard to believe that there's not a sense of excitement on your part, a guy with muscles, you know, good skin, and you're just like, oh, you know, maybe your husband doesn't have these things and you are attracted to these things. <clears throat> you're a human being, right? You're going to get turned on by it. Well, no, because uh, I'm not going to say it's complete. Like I, for what, for, to, for starters, most of the people on my table are just average people. They're not, it's just, that's the world. Right. But I'm not going to say I've, I've never thought, well, this is nice, but that's really as far as it goes, because I can't let, I just don't let my brain go there. I just, uh, okay. Larissa, <laughs> if you're, if you're, hold on. If you're going to come on, we need to have some, I've been honest so far with you. You're going to be honest with me. You're going you're gonna to try to tell me. That, is your husband listening to this, by the way? Is he around? No, but okay. I mean, okay. he might later. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. As long as there's no pressure right now. You're not being persuaded. So no. you're trying to tell me that in your years, how many years have you been doing this? Uh, nearly 20. 20 years. <laughs> tw two decades. You haven't had a man that you have found sexually attractive and that later on, maybe that same day or the next time you had relations with your husband or whoever, maybe before that, I don't know how long you've been married, you weren't picturing that guy at some point in that event. You're, I, you can tell me that you don't believe me, but no, I, I don't. don't do that. Like, I'm not, I have had a very attractive, I've had the, a man on my table that was the most attractive person that I've ever met in real life. And he had an amazing, awesome personality. And I was like, it was hard, but no, I never pictured yeah. that. I never thought about that. When I gave him a massage, I didn't, I cannot let my brain go there. Your I just brain don't. went there. It's human nature. You right. was massaging him like, gosh, it started, he's but I won't person. let it. I won't let it. I, I'm like, that's my superpower. I have a lot of will. I have a lot of self-control. A lot. And then you're like, <laughs> I can't think this. This is Nate on my table right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. I, I listen to this guy. And on the on the river, I met him. Yeah, see, it's like I can't. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I can't have these thoughts. It's Nate on the table right now. Um, th there was a story that I told when when we were discussing. Oh, actually, you know what? I've got this uh, TikTok audio here. Let me play it just so everybody knows the story. Uh, here, listen. Today, I went to get a massage, not knowing I was going to a happy endings massage. Let's talk about it. First off, I booked it at 9 p.m. They answered the phone at 9 p.m., which should have been a red flag, but I continued. I pull up. It doesn't look great, but hey, whatever. So I walk in. There are no doors, only curtains, which I'm a little nervous about. I definitely got hidden video camera vibes, so I even looked around for cameras and proceeded with the massage, which again, come on. 
Now, if you've ever gotten a massage, you know they always tell you to get undressed to your comfort level. So I always leave my underwear on. So I left my underwear on, <laughs> laid down. She comes in and really quickly rips my underwear down to my knees. And I was like, what's happening? Very uncomfortable. But to make matters worse, she folds back the sheet that's already very small. So I am completely exposed booty up. I freeze in this instance, I'm not gonna lie. I am absolutely confused. Like, I don't wanna be rude if this is normal. She then sits on my thighs. <sighs> I reach down and pull my underwear back up and I was like, no thank you. Um, just, <laughs> just my shoulders, please. The poor woman was very confused as to why I was not into this. The massage was great once we established our boundaries. I will say that I did not know you could search the internet for a list of these places to avoid them because I will say the happy ending for me was leaving and the not so happy ending was realizing that they were on that website and that I had indeed booked myself a happy ending massage. All right, is this woman overreacting, Jennifer? No, probably not. They do do that and... I, I mean, I've heard of this, like, I know a man who went to one of these places and was, and was, um, groped and he was like, no, stop. And he called the police. Cause he was like, what do I, and, and the police were like, nah, what do you want us to do about it? Yeah. And he was like, I don't know your job. Like what? Um, <laughs> but that being said, there is, it's, um, shiatsu, there is a, legitimate technique where you you don't sit on someone's you kneel on their thighs but typically that's done on the ground um that is a legitimate technique but here's the thing i think um every single one of those places is one of those places do you think that guys think too too much about the massage like the massage therapist is just trying to do your job you're just trying to do the job but like a majority of the guys are thinking like i there, there's no doubt that she wants me. There's just no doubt. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I really haven't experienced that. Um, I mean, when I was doing just the one guy, um, and he like grabbed my leg and I just snatched my leg away and he said, so he goes, those are nice shoes. And I was like, what a weirdo, you know? And I just never responded to him. And I, I had him, he came back and saw me another couple of times and I could tell he was just kind of douchey. He was like, oh, I'm a bouncer at the sushi place over there. I'm like, okay, guy, you know, whatever. <laughs> bouncer and, at the sushi place. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> someplace in downtown Woodstock, but yeah. And I'm like, well, it's um, if those kind of guys are fine because once you brush them off, their feelings are hurt, and they, it's not. I I take ten of those over one of the people that squirm and make me so uncomfortable. Like it's made me almost quit doing massage, having having these men come in and try to steer me or coax me or whatever. And, I'd be fine with like in the conversations that we have, like they I'll sometimes have a conversation that goes on and on and they're just not getting it. And I just want to go, Hey, I don't do sex stuff. So what, 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 what do you, what, okay. So a guy goes in and let's, let's flip this on the other side. Let's just say that there's a massage therapist that, uh, it does let their mind go to these places. That's like, maybe they don't normally do it or maybe they do. So what are they going to do? Uh, be, they're not going to jump right into it, right? They're going to say something or they're going to do something. Will they brush up against, you know, certain body parts? Will they, 
uh, accidentally touch a certain body part. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that unless it's okay. You know, is there like a, a way that, that they do this kind of stuff? I have no idea. I mean, maybe I, the only, the only knowledge I have of anything like that is from a massage subreddit that I frequent and people talk about that happening, but I don't have, I've never known anybody that would do that. And it's, not something I would ever do. So I really have no idea. I imagine that's the way that it would go. Yeah, me too. Well, the, the, I told the story, I think, uh, when we were, we were discussing this about the place that my chiropractor and she's got uh, this woman that forever, I don't think she's there anymore, but she, I mean, literally one of the best massages I've ever had. Very uh, deep massage, sports type of massage and stuff. Very cool. And I'm like, like sex and massages are like up here for me. Like I love massages. I go get massages all the time, not for those reasons, but just because it relaxes me and my body gets tight when I work out or whatever the case may be. I'm always beat up. There's something sore or something. Um, but I believe in the power of the massage. I think it's good for the body. And, and so, uh, the, she had hired this man because I guess there were some women that said, I, I feel more comfortable with a man massage therapist than a woman, woman, which was odd, I thought. And she hired this this male massage therapist, and then he was putting his penis in these women's hands. <laughs> while they were- I heard that story at a spa where I worked. <laughs> it might be the same guy. And the crazy thing about it is, so the the woman, the, the doctor, the chiropractor that runs the place, she's legit. She's very cool, very good at what she does, and she's the sweetest woman. And, of course, she she fires him. She calls the cops. uh, And they come and they arrest him. But he gets another job as a massage therapist, like, the next day. Like, there's no, in your business, I guess, there's no registry. Oh, there is. And he should have had his license suspended. You have to have a license legally to do massage. From from last, last time I checked, he's, like, still, well, at least she told me, he's still massaging people. So. Well, it, he's either practicing without a license or they haven't reported it to the board. They have to report it to the board and oh. then the board will suspend his license and do an investigation. Well, have you ever seen, uh, do, you, do you, do you look at porn on the internet at all? No, not really. No, uh, there's a, there's a girl. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of them, but there's this one girl, not that I'm a big porn guy, but I, I ran across it one time. And there's this girl that, uh, all she does is she gives guys massages and she, you know, there's no intercourse or anything. She just uses her hand and stuff. And I got to tell you, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, I mean, sexual. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, it's pretty neat. Her name's like, they call her like Jizzy Jen or something like that. And she's like, she's not like the most attractive woman. She's kind of chunky, but she's like kind of Indian and she's, you know, it, it's good stuff. Like it's, <laughs> That's what she wants. it's better than, you know, like the, 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 the theater stuff, you know, it's like, Oh, I walked in on my stepsister the other day while the pool guy was out there building a bomb. You know, I was like, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nate, do you have any questions for Jen? Yeah. Have you ever had um, guys that aren't looking for like a happy ending, but just got a boner from friction? And and what do you do? Do you like give them a minute or 
just tell them not to flip over or what? That's addressed in school. Um, that you know, it's just a physiological reaction. People post about that on the subreddit all the time about massage. They're so embarrassed. Dude. Like I could tell one guy was so embarrassed, and I um, but I do nothing. They just I don't say anything because I want. I kind of wanted because that guy well, that was a massage for two, so his wife was right there. I know he didn't do it on purpose. I know he was just horrified. But if I said something, it would have just made it even worse. But it it happens. If it happens now, though, at this stage of my career, I don't even notice. I oh, just you I'm not notice. looking. For that. You've got no. I really don't. I really don't. I'm not paying. Like if it was, if they were doing something, if they were bouncing it or something, I would notice. But if it's just like. <laughs> Just like a, a semi, or I'm not gonna notice because I kind of like when they're face up. If I'm if I'm I'm really most of the time not looking at the person. A lot of the time, anyway, um, you're taught that in school because if you look down all the time, you start to have problems. And then when I have them, um, like when I'm doing legs, when somebody's face up, the way that I drape, everything's kind of bunched up anyway. So I really wouldn't notice. See, I I I I, I mean, you're very sweet and. I want to believe you, and I'm sure a lot of what you're saying is true for you. But the major, there is no way, as a human being, you know, a woman, if you have a good-looking guy, you know, they have to be somebody. They, somebody you, you know, you if you saw out, you'd be like, that's an attractive person. I mean, there's, I don't care how long you've been married, the other person is going to see somebody. And they're going to have a thought. It's just you're a human being. You're going to be like, you know, wow, that's a good looking guy. You know, that's why Rach is lucky to have me because there's very few others out there. <laughs> you know, but if if if, if a, a woman gets turned on just as much, if not more than a guy, I would say, if there's a good looking guy on that table, the thought, I'm not saying the action, but the thought has got to be there. For me, I, I would say the thought would be there. Self-control. Be, I have be, self-control, but the thought would be there. You would fuck all your clients. No, you I would, would not. You would fuck all of your a clients. A few of them, but not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they get the D in Nikki D. <laughs> like, wow, this this massage business is really taking off for you, Nikki. <laughs> no, it's just for me. I'm, I'm going to be honest. For me, the the. The thought would be there. I love attractive men and I love muscles. So it would go in my mind like, oh, he got lots of muscles. Ooh. Yeah. And then rubbing. I don't know. My brain will think about it. I would be professional, though, like Jennifer. No, I've been doing it so long, though, that I just go into professional mode. I mean, that's just the way that it is. I don't. And I have a handful of times had attractive people on my table, but. Maybe I'm picky. It hasn't happened that many times. <laughs> Handful is right. <laughs> I, I've heard stories of, uh, like a guy will get, be getting a massage, and the woman, um, you know, usually there's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the, the. the the, the line, you know, the, where you don't go past on the thigh, you know, I mean, there's a just you go far enough, right, to get the, the quads and the hammies and all that good stuff. But when that line is crossed, uh, I think that's when guys like there was a, somebody that told me or maybe I read it, but um, they said that her forearm touched, you know, their their stuff oh. and and they weren't interested but they thought that that was a son, like that was the code, mm. you know, and only, uh, right. Only if they did it more, like if it, it can happen sometimes by accident. You've accidentally uh, touched a penis. 
I think the, he was must have been very gifted because mm. uh, I didn't expect it to be where it was. Oh, <laughs> I was massaging his feet, and there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was washing my hands outside the room, and I bumped into it. It was. <laughs> But no, yeah, it can have every if if you're and it, and with I mean it might have been on purpose, but it could have it could have been an accident. Yeah. And if she, but if it happens more than once, it's not. Yeah, I think it happened a couple times. If memory yeah, serves, if it, if it happens more than once, it's not. It was like it happened on one side and it happened on another <laughs> side and, and and that kind of thing. And he just, but you know, like when you know if you've had a massage. Um, I've never had that happen to me or, or been in that situation. So I can't speak from experience, but I've had friends that have gone to massage places and, um, and, and had it done and, and know where to go and do it on the regular and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the, I, you, you, once you're on that table, you, you're kind of, it's, it's weird because if they are doing that to you or they're doing it to like, say your massage therapist, like Jennifer's stories, Nobody really knows what's going on because you're not communicating. It's all body language. So you're trying to read the body language. The guy is thinking that my body language towards Jennifer is going to get her to do the things. Uh, I don't care what she does. Just touch it, you know, and then the massage therapists that are trying to do things to the, the person on the table, they're trying to cover their ass in case they're not interested so they don't get fired. So it's like this weird you know, psych game that you're going through. My my people talk to me. It's not silent. Oh, I don't. Don't talk to me if I'm on the table. Oh, that's that's the worst thing in the world. You know, the worst the worst <laughs> massage that I ever got when I lived in Tampa. I would go to these massage envy places. Uh, it, it was just horrible. And you know, it was like you pay a membership fee or mm-hmm. something, and they don't even give you the full sixty. It was just bad. Anyway, this woman. It was the first time ever that I had a massage therapist wear rubber gloves. You know, like the surgical gloves, which was weird. It, you know what it felt like? It felt like my grandmother massaging me because of her skin was so old and it was like her fingerprints had come off because they're so old. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It was very, very weird. And uh, and then she was a heavy smoker. So you could smell the smoke. Oh, and in order to mask it on her breath, she was sucking on a peppermint, you know, those hard peppermint mm-hmm. candies. So throughout this whole massage, I would hear... That candy clicking against her mouth, her teeth, <laughs> and the smell of peppermint ashtray <laughs> with with grandma fingerprintless fingers on my body. It was it was the worst massage ever. Absolutely horrible. But oh, anyway, yeah. you got any more Not questions good. for Jen there, Nikki? What made you get into massage therapy initially? I've always been like a health and wellness type of person, and I always kind of liked doing that. Like when I was a teenager, I had a um, boyfriend that would come help me at the, I I was working at a barn and he would come help me bring horses in and out and stuff like that. And then we'd go back to my parents' house and I'd rub his back for like an hour. And I just started thinking about it. And then, uh, then I dated a different guy who told me I couldn't do it. So here we are. (laughs) Yeah. The guys that don't like massages, those are, that's like a stage of being a serial killer. (laughs) Yeah, my ex-husband, I couldn't massage him. He didn't like it. Yeah, he's a serial killer, or he could be, or he wants to be. One, one of the three. They, they, you know, like there's three. If like you don't have pictures of anybody in your life in, your, in where you live, that's a sign you could be a serial killer. Hmm. If you eat ice cream by yourself, you're a serial killer. What? Yeah. How does that make you a serial killer? It's just part of the I've process. I've eaten ice cream by myself plenty of times. You have serial killer in you then. No, I don't. Uh, and then if you don't like a massage, guy or girl, like 
That does it's, that's like saying you don't want to feel good. Like why, who, yeah, doesn't right. want, who doesn't want to feel good? Massages are God's gift to us. Some of them hurt. Well, then they're, they're the bad massage, but you don't have sometimes sex hurts too. You know, that's a bad partner. It's good. Sometimes life hurts. It doesn't mean you need to off yourself, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's just, I, I just never understood it. Does your husband now like massages? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. He does. Do you get sick of like saying, all right, enough's enough. Um, I did. And then for a while I was given, I said, I will give you a massage every week because oh. I felt like if I don't, if I really believe that massage helps your quality of life, why am I not doing it? And then I told him, but you're going to have to do your work at home and do, cause he does, um, he, he remodels houses and stuff. He can do anything. He can do plumbing. He can fix the roof. He can fix my car. He can do electrical. He can do anything. And, but I, he doesn't do much of it at the house. So yeah. I, and I was like, that's our trade off. Yeah. That's usually how that works though. You know that, right? Anybody with that skill set, they're working so much yeah. for other people that they don't have time to do it for themselves. For sure. Yeah. But I said, well, if I believe in it, I'm going to do it. Maybe it'll help him. And so does he ever I did for a while, but then does he ever massage you on your table? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. See, I need to get one of those tables. That's so hot. I want to get a table for the house. Get one for Christmas. Put it on your list. Yeah. That's it's like, it's, I mean, can we be honest for a second? That's like, if you're doing it with somebody you love, right. And you turn it into whatever it is, it's really fucking cool. Correct. Sure. Yeah. With your, with your partner. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying with your, you love your man and, and, and but you're like, <laughs> let's, let's do this. You know, it's like, so you know what it would be like if you did that with a stranger with your husband, when you envision that one guy, that one time. Yeah. I did not envision it. <laughs> I did not. It's like you, your husband's name is Bill and you're calling him Pedro. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why am I Pedro today? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Nate, any more questions for Jennifer? Um, how do you pick your music? Do you got like a Spotify station or do you just, oh, uh, yeah. you got a CD? I've, I've curated over the years. I use a really old iPod cause it still works. And it's like, I've got tons and tons of songs on there and it's, it's a little bit of everything and I just keep it on shuffle. So then if somebody doesn't like one thing, Oh, Nate left. Yeah. He's still there. <laughs> yeah. he, he pops out as you know, the internet in Mexico is not all that great. You know, you need to look into, you know, uh, it's called Buddha bar, Buddha bar music. <laughs> And it's perfect because as a, I would say, massage recipient professional, <laughs> I don't want to hear a familiar song when I'm getting right. a massage because, yeah. because you're supposed to be... It distracts you. Right, yeah. exactly. You are focused on nothing. And if you, and I've talked about this a million times before, my wife doesn't believe me, but you can train your brain to think nothing. And that's how I can go to sleep on a dime is that you clear your thoughts, you know, you start big picture, you got to have you got to have control of your brain. You got to be very strong-willed. You 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 think big picture of black and then you just kind of hone in to just this little dot and once you get to the little dot, you're asleep. It's kind of like the idea of counting sheep, right? By the time you get to 50, you're asleep. Um and and you don't believe me, do you? No, I do believe you. I've gotten a massage, and I like the the Zen music that they play. I wouldn't want to hear something that reminded me of an ex boyfriend. Right. You don't want to hear like you know, shake that ass, bitch. Let me see what you definitely got. don't. Ass, you, know, you don't want that. You want something that you're not for. I don't even like the instrumental of songs. That actually right. bothers me even more. Some massage therapists will play instrumental 
music of popular music, and now you're sitting there trying to think of what fucking song it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's driving you insane. You know, it's so you need kind of like. That's too, that's too upbeat. Yeah, yeah. I know you don't. Just no. go with the flow. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you want to hear a funny story before? Yeah, please. Okay. So I worked at a popular spa. We'll call it Spa Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And there was this uh, guy that um, he came in a lot and he was a little weird. And I had him, he would come in for a massage for two with his wife. And the first time I, I, I was the first one to give him a massage and he was a little weird, but I was just like, whatever. And then he found another massage therapist that he really liked and he would um, always go with her. And then he said to her one day, you know, I, I would never, I would never proposition my massage therapist, but I'm the horniest guy in the world. And she goes, well, that's good. Cause the session would be over immediately. So then he, she does the massage or whatever. And then some, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was that same day, but at some point later, we had, we had one male housekeeper at that time. And uh, he was in the, the men's locker room, cleaning up or doing whatever he was doing. And this guy says to the, to the housekeeper, I'll give you $100 to watch me take a shower. And I guess the housekeeper's like, Hundred bucks. Just gotta stand here for a little while. Okay. So he did, and then he he for some reason felt compelled to tell another one of the housekeepers, who then told management, who then fired him, but not the client, who multiple people had already complained about. What the fuck? Right. Wow. But he never propositioned sex. He just wanted people to watch him shower. Yeah, I guess. And yeah, I guess he was into everything because, you know, the other, he's talking to this one chick and then he's talking to a dude. So <laughs> he's talking to a dude at housekeeping. <laughs> um, it, could, could I give you a, uh, a homework assignment? Sure. Okay. Actually it's, it's twofold, right? One, I want you to stay in contact. And if you have any more stories, I know you said you have a million stories, but like in real time, um, if you like you, you've got some guy comes in, you're like, oh, you've got to hear this story. <laughs> get a hold of me. Okay. All right. You've, you've got my email okay. address. You, you just get a hold of me. The, the second thing is, is with your network of people, whether, you know, in person or on social media, can you find me uh, a, a massage therapist that actually either does, you know, does what we're talking about or has done it before? I, I don't think I can find anybody that does that. Just you, I, 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 You're underestimating your powers. I think you can. You know, just in your circle, <laughs> I think that they want to talk about it. They, they don't have to go by their name. We don't even have to run video like we're doing now. But, you know, I, I just, I want to hear, I, I want all the tricks of the trade. I want to hear everything. I think it's fascinating. This is like the one job. That's why, Nate, you remember when I came over that bit for the radio? I forget what we called it, but we would have like everyday normal job people come on and tell us the secrets of their job. And I, I thought it was the greatest, I thought it was the greatest idea for a bit. And it's it, to get on that bit. I sent an email. Okay. Well, maybe if you would have gotten on, the bit would have lasted, but it died like in two or three weeks. You know, of course, I was working with a guy that didn't get it, so he didn't participate, mm-hmm. you know, but it was like it just fell flat on the room, and I was like, "This no, this is good, this is good, this is good. You know, not every idea is great, I guess, but 
Uh, I, I'm fascinated with the ins and outs. Like some of the most popular stuff on the internet, the most viral stuff is, you know, the flight attendant going on TikTok going, oh my God, you want to know a trick? This is how we actually keep the plane in the air. Ah, you know, that's the good stuff. <laughs> that's what I like. I really enjoy conversations like this. Um, Jennifer, before we go, you want to let people know if they do want to hire you for a legit massage and you are the best in the business, how they can get a hold of you? Uh, massagechameleon.com. Oh, and you expect people, especially in Georgia, to know how to spell chameleon. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got to tell you, love you to death, but a poor URL choice. <laughs> well, you won't forget it. You are right. You just have to, it's, it takes a little bit longer because you have to Google chameleon. <laughs> spell chameleon. Uh, I want him to have to work for it because I want him to understand that I am not easy to uh, get in with. <laughs> it's got to, there's a process. You, you got to, you got to work for it. You know what you do is if like you really want to avoid that moving forward. I don't know if you do this. You do a pre-interview. Not not day of, but like say, hey, can we get on, you know, get on the phone or whatever the case may be before we come in, you get on a Zoom call. Let me talk to you. Get on a Zoom call. You know, maybe have your yeah, husband do that. Have your husband in the back with a shotgun. You know, just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so massagechameleon.com, right? Massagechameleon. Yes. That's good. All right. Uh, Jennifer Franco, thanks for reaching out, and we'll have you back on. That was an awesome conversation. I really enjoyed it. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one -on -one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. A good tree service is sometimes really hard to find. Unless you're listening to this podcast, of course. Cut and write tree service and more. Experience tree removal who care all about the details. Those are your details, your preferences. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. Cut and write tree services and more. Cutandwrite.com. That's the website you can book online. C-U-T-T-I-N. R-I-G-H-T dot com. Or you can call 877-828-8846. 877-828-8846. 877-8-CUTTIN. Make sure you mention the BS when you call. Get $100 off your job. Doing a new kitchen or bath? That's a big deal. So you want to make sure you're going to the right people when you're doing this project. One-stop shop's even better. UCI Kitchen and Bath, they're that. I'm not trying to dumb it down when I say one-stop shop. I'm saying they provide the installation, whatever you buy. You can visit their Norcross, Georgia showroom if you want. See all their latest designs, something that's going to look perfect in your house. And they've got experts there going to walk you through it step-by-step, step, right? You mentioned the BS, uh, mentioned the Bailey Show podcast. You're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. Now, UCI Kitchen and Bath has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. You can't deny that. But when you're not in Georgia. What's going to happen? Well, they're also servicing parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. 
You want to improve the property value of your house. Start with the kitchen and bath, UCI kitchen and bath. They're the best in the business and they're going to do it. Fair prices, right? Quality of work, excellent service. That's what sets them apart. UCIGranite.com. That's their website, UCIGranite.com. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Hey, two percenters, it's Jason, and thanks so much for a great 2022. This was a, a fun project to start, and it's been a blast ever since uh, with me and the rest of the team. For those that subscribe, we appreciate the support. If you're not a subscriber, hopefully in 2023 you will. Nonetheless, podcastthebs.com, and you can get all the info for us. And uh, spread the word. That's that's the holiday spirit, right? Spreading the word of the BS. Merry Christmas. When we went into the third segment of the show, Bailey brought up the horrible nightclub disaster that happened, the shooting in Denver, Colorado. Interestingly enough, the father of the shooter was more concerned of his son being gay than the fact that he just shot up the nightclub, which is absolutely ridiculous. On top of that, the father claims to be a conservative Republican who's also a porn star. How asinine is that? The father, who I've watched some interviews with and Bailey brought up on the show, just seemed out of it, like a meth up, some kind of drug-induced personality. They haven't talked to their kid in months. Thought their kid was dead at this point. And then when they found out their kid did the shooting, their first thought was like, oh no, is my son gay? This was a good topic and I, I found it very interesting. And the father should be ashamed of himself. The final topic had me uh, talking towards my phone and trying to join the conversation. And that's why I'm happy I'm able to do this audio recording to put my two cents in. But Brandon brought up the topic about is time travel real? Everyone had great uh, answers to this question. Bailey thought it was true. Uh, Nate was very skeptical to the point he didn't think it was true. I personally think we can time travel. I don't think we can go back in time. I don't think it's possible. Our Earth moves too much in the solar system. So to go back at the exact moment where we were in the past doesn't seem feasible. But I think we could theoretically go forward, but not back. And once you go forward, you're stuck forward. You know, it's kind of like if you think of somebody who goes into a coma. They wake up months or years from now, and it's a different world, a different time. Or an astronaut who has to travel further out into space. Their body's traveling at a different time. So technically, they are, in a way, time traveling. Interesting enough. Overall, the show was solid. Good points. Interesting. Had me laughing. Had me thinking. I really enjoy The Bailey Show. So happy that I'm a subscriber. So happy that I get content that's ad-free. And I look forward to every episode that drops. I'm always ready to hit play. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Whether it's me doing this audio or just listening in the car. Um, and I look forward to maybe giving my opinion more often. All right, keep on rocking, guys. And back to you, Jason. I want to say this about Mount Dora, Florida. I, I talk about it like I've never been here before, but just because I'm here now and we spent a week here. Very pleasant week. Nice week. It was a good week. 
Got a lot accomplished this week. Um, the So one of the nights, actually Thanksgiving Eve, uh, an old friend of mine who was a listener uh, of mine in Tampa, and that's how we became friends. Uh, really, really good dude. His name's Mitch. And he's, uh, he's a veteran, and he was a big supporter of the show, and then we became buddies, and he was part of the one of the really cool bits that we did when I was in Tampa where we spent the night looking for the Florida skunk ape, and uh, we had uh, a cryptozoologist by the name of Scott Marlowe, who I just found out is no longer alive, which is sad. He was a good dude. And we were supposed to get raided by people that were upset that we were looking for the skunk ape, and uh, it was just a, it was a whole thing. It was freezing that night. I remember sleeping. Literally, I slept on the fire because I was so cold. And so it was a, it was a nightmare, but it was a good story afterwards. But anyway, so that was Mitch. And now he lives uh, in Mount Dora. And he saw that I was in Mount Dora. He's like, hey, let's go grab a drink. So I was like, all right, cool. So he goes, meet me at this place called Handlebars, which is a cool name for a bar, right? I know it's not the probably only one in the country, but I thought it was a pretty cool name. Sounds like a gay bar. It does. <laughs> it does a little bit. Just, just grab onto my handlebars. I call them shoulders. So when we were walking in my head, so it was me and Rach and her sister, and we're going to meet uh, Mitch, and and we're walking. Uh, it's like literally not even uh, four blocks away from 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 our Airbnb. And we're walking over there, and I'm going. I remember back in the day, like in college, where you would always say, you know, the, the night before Thanksgiving. That was the big one of the biggest party nights of the year. You remember that Nate, like downtown Orlando, the night before Thanksgiving, it was slammed. Everybody was out. Yeah, yeah. I think especially because if people were gone for the holiday, or I mean, they live somewhere else and they're coming home for the holidays, so they're visiting their family. But the night before, you want to get out and do something. You go out to the bars or yeah. you know something like that, something with your friends because they're all in town also. So I had this kind of deja vu of, you know, the Big ba- big Daddy Bang Bang days going out on the night before Thanksgiving. And that's my wife laughing in the background. She thinks it's funny when I refer to myself as Big Daddy Bang Bang. And so we're walking, and, and just in my head, I'm kind of going through the storybook of back in the day, going to Chillers and Big Belly and Latitudes and Ember and all these other places. I'm like, wow, I haven't done this in a minute. And then I started to get scared started to have anxiety in my head. I'm not, I'm not sharing this with anybody. It's just going through my head on this short walk. I'm like, oh my God, what if I don't know how to act? What if, what if I don't, you know, like it's, it's not just, I'm not just going to a bar. I'm not acting a bar. I've been to a bar not that long ago. It's, it's not the bar. It's the idea of going out on Thanksgiving. This is like, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is an important night to drink alcohol. And, uh, <laughs> and so we get there. It, you got to impress my bitches. <laughs> That's what I told Rach. I said, hey, look, you know, when I roll up to this place, don't be getting all upset when bitches all start climbing on me because that's just how it used to be. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please. <laughs> she goes, oh, I'll hit a bitch. And I was like, look, just be just be flattered that they want some of this. Um, by the way, that, <laughs> none of that happened uh, at all. You know? <laughs> sure <it> did. <laughs> Just to set the record straight, bitches didn't be flying over towards me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so anyway, we get to this bar, and it's a it's 
it reminded me of Rock Room, Nate, just to kind of put it into perspective for you, which was one of the coolest hangout places that we had back in the day in Orlando. But it literally, and our buddy Chris uh, owned it, but it was literally a, a room. <laughs> it was like a room on the back end of a building, and they just played great music. They had good lighting, and there weren't a lot of gimmicks. It was a, a white-walled room with a bar that took up a whole side, and... Everybody went there. A lot of that had to do with the owner, Chris, because he, he had a lot of friends. And so uh, it was very much like that. It was just a room. They had these two guys playing acoustic guitar, which they were amazing. They were really, really good. And then they had a bunch of like little, well, not a bunch, but they had a few couches and people were sitting in it. So now you get that like friend central perk Starbucks-y feel. They had a little balcony with the door open. And then they had some uh, high tops in a, a small bar uh, that people were, crowded around trying to get a drink and these bartenders i don't think i've ever seen bartenders this good they were mid-20s probably at the latest they were not bartenders they were mixologists they had the coolest drinks at this place and they took so much pride in in making these drinks i was really impressed like i was so impressed that the the bartender says to me he had to ask me three times what I wanted because I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at the other bartender making a drink. Oh, was it the cool drinks that had like the dry ice so it looks like fire and smokes coming out of them? They, I didn't see that, but they probably would do. They they had a, uh, Rach got a drink. It was warm. It was pretty good, but it was, you know, like apple. I mean, all the, it, you probably can go online, Nate. Uh, handlebars, Handlebar, uh, Mount Dora, and they probably have a drink thing on there. You're you're the alcohol guy, so you know better than the rest of us. But they just all right. I'll check it out. Really, really cool stuff. Anyway, so um, you know, I'm I get my drinks, and then we find a a table opens up, which is cool, and we go to the table. But you know, there's people around us and 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 whatnot, and and I I just always remember, you know, in my bar days, um, there was always that that chance, and it was a good chance, especially the later in the night that it got. Uh, that something bad was going to happen, right? Because somebody's drunk, somebody bumps into somebody, you bump into somebody, somebody spills a beer, and there's like no questions asked. It's just an all-out brawl. And that, <laughs> that, that always gave me a little bit of anxiety. You know, that's why I'd always travel in, in groups, you know, with very large people. Mm. So that just never happened. Uh, and it did happen a couple times. So I'm like, God, you know, I was like, How something like this doesn't happen on Thanksgiving Eve and we're on vacation and I'm not young. And <laughs> I was like, you know, I'd have to stretch before I did anything. And uh, <laughs> I was like, hold on, give me a couple of minutes. I got to I got to do some stretch in here. I got maybe about five minutes left of fighting in me, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I noticed that the bar scene and, and I don't know if all these I, I find it hard to believe that these people live here. Like, if they might be coming back for Thanksgiving, but I don't see them traveling. You know, the next biggest place is Orlando. Uh, I don't see them traveling to Orlando to Mount Dora to get a drink. So I was trying to figure out where all these people are coming from. And it was a younger crowd. It was mid to late 20s, maybe early 30s crowd. So it was a younger crowd. I'm like, where are these people coming from? And, and I didn't ask anybody, and I, I, just, I just will never know. So I'm, like, thinking maybe they're just friends from back in the day, and they're meeting up because they're coming back from Thanksgiving or something to, to that effect. And then I realized, I observed how nice everybody was. I don't 
even still to this day, going to bars. Or no, that's actually not true. When I, when, I, when I did that bar down in um, New Smyrna Beach, I think the bar scene, people have gotten nicer in the bar scene. That's my point. Is I just don't, I always remember there's always at least a good handful of assholes that wanted to start problems in bars. They were just always there. But the last I think people aren't doing that now because back in the day you can start a fight in a, in a bar, you're going to duke it out and that's it. Now people are going to pull out guns and start shooting. So I think people want to keep the peace cuz they want to go home alive. Yeah, but you don't think about that when you're drinking. You, you know, guys don't. Guys think they're invincible. You know, they're, they're, like and, and they're not thinking that somebody's got a gun, which probably 9 out of 10 people, especially in the state of Florida or in Georgia have a gun on them. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? But but guys don't think that way. Guys don't think that way. You know, guys don't think that way. You know, Brandon's always in a bar down in Noonan and he's getting kicked out for fighting and changing clothes and running around naked and gyrating against jukebox machine, jukebox uh, or streaming machines or whatever they have down there. I don't know what they do. So, you know, you know what I'm talking about? That, ex- that, that group of guys that are always trying to, you're probably that guy actually. Me? No, I don't try to start fights. Oh. I just I just find myself in situations and I usually get kicked out. Okay, so like fighting situations or what are you getting kicked out for? Uh, normally just arguing, arguing with people. What Never you, like what, actual fights. What are you arguing about in a bar? Ah, uh, you know, the stupidest stuff like, you know, is that my drink? Is that yours? And they're like, you, you spit in this bitch? And then, like, uh, then they knock a drink out of your hand. They're like, what the fuck, man? What are you, I, That's five? usually what happens. Usually I'll, I'll bump into someone and knock a drink out of their hand and they'll get all pissed. And then my go-to move is just to hand them my half-drank drink. And like nine out of ten times, I'll take it. That'll resolve the conflict. But sometimes it doesn't. That's a good move. I, I like that. That's <laughs> that's a good move. And and I and I respect you for trying to resolve resolve the conflict. If I would have guessed you would not be that guy. But uh, that's that's very impressive. Yeah, I, I would do that too. Like if I accidentally, you know, I remember one night I bumped a beer out of a guy's hand and he was like with three different dudes and you know i mean this goes back to the affliction tough guy day so back in back in the early 2000s you we didn't worry about people with guns you worried about people that filled out their affliction shirts because they were they were all into mma right and you're like okay i don't want to fight the mma guys and the smaller they were the badder they were you know, it's like, I, I remember seeing a dude, this was at Ember, Nate. I remember seeing a dude, uh, two guys in affliction shirts getting a fight. One guy was probably 6'4", 230. The other dude was maybe 5'9", 170 pounds. And I watched this dude whip the shit out of the 6'4", guys. I mean, just destroyed him. Um so you knew who should be who should have actually been wearing the affliction shirt, right? That's a, that's yeah. that's how you would tell. <laughs> like who really deserves to wear the affliction shirt? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rumor has it if you win, you get to take the affliction shirt off their back. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the guys we would I know I would always try to avoid. But I, I remember one night I, I bumped into a guy, they were all like one of them I think actually had a jujitsu shirt, a t shirt on or something. And I, you know, at first one of the one of the guys was like a real dick, and I said, "Hey, man, I'm I'm really sorry." I go, "It was an accident." Um, and uh, I said, "Let me buy all of you guys a, a beer," you know. So I because I was getting free drinks anyway. So I went over and I was, got them all beers, and that that resolved the conflict. You're right, you know. Just say, "Let me replace it. Let me get you a new one." We don't have to get. Let's. Why would we ruin our night? You know, it's like everybody. I think every guy's been in a bar fight. It's the stupidest thing you could ever be in. 
It's just pointless. It ruins your night. It ruins the people's night around you. You get banned from the bar. If you like the bar, you can't go back. It just sucks. It just sucks. This doesn't make any sense. But I've noticed that people in bars are a lot nicer. Brandon, would you agree with that? You're in the bars all the time. Uh, I mean, I guess it, it really just kind of depends on the night and the location. Cause, uh, you can go one bar one night and everyone's cool. And then you go to the same exact bar the night after that. And like the flip switch and everyone's batshit crazy and everyone's irritable. I don't really know what defines like a, a calm night. Maybe like the moon's out at a, a certain position or the air just got that crispness in it. Or maybe you should go to a bar <laughs> in Noonan. No, I can't go to any more of those. So I don't. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just maybe, um, like that we're getting older. We don't go to the places that there would be fights at. You're not going to the place where there's, you know, sticky beer on the floor and it smells disgusting and the girls are all skanky, you know, dressed like skanks. It's, uh, I, I mean, especially when you're going to this uh, mixology place in Mount Dora, what are they going to fight about? I said apple bitters. Come on. It's not simple syrup. Get it right, guys. Are you not, you're not muddling that correctly. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do have a point there. You do. I, I, I did. I did order a drink. That's uh, there. There was some muddling that needed to go on. <laughs> some muddling. What the fuck? Blackberries? I thought this was raspberry. Jesus. Let's fight now, you man. Drink it here. What yeah, kind yeah. of wax? We're throwing do, down. What kind of wax do you use on your mustache, man? That's fucked up, man. Let's fight about it. <laughs> but I can see like the places Brandon goes to where there would probably be a couple more fights because guys in their early 20s, a little more hot-headed, same deal. And that's usually what fights start off, right? It's like it's that you stepped on my shoe, you bumped into me, you spilled my drink. It's always just like running into somebody is where all the fights start. Well, you know, also maybe nowadays uh, that when you go to a, a bar, let's just say, those kinds of concerns aren't there. They're bigger concerns. I mean, you're worried about, I mean, we saw in Colorado at the, uh, the, the gay bar, um, the, the guy g- goes in and just, you know, opens fire. And, I mean, that story is so fucked up. It, it, it just is so, uh, do you guys know anything about this story? Have you read anything about it? Like the father and uh, just, you know, how the guy got taken out and, and, and all that stuff. Do you know anything about it? Uh, I saw yeah, about yeah. the father. He was like a porn star and a heroin addict or something. Or some oh, you, kind of addict. Oh, you're talking about Dick Delaware, the father? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. Dick Dick Delaware. That's his name. Yeah. And, and when the father, this juiced up, roided out uh, dad, who I think they were estranged, right? He said... The first thing that he said, and don't quote me on this, but it, paraphrasing, something to the effect of, oh, he's gay? He's not gay. That was his main concern. After finding out his son just killed innocent people, uh, he was worried that they were gay. And then they go in to talk, uh, ask him about his politics for whatever reason, and he says he's a, unless he posts this online, he's a conservative Republican. Okay, this is my biggest pet peeve with calling yourself a conservative Republican. You can't be a fucking porn star and be a conservative Republican. They're two <laughs> different ideologies. You can't do that. It, it's, it's, it's people hiding behind a title in order to be a part of a pack, uh, a pact. You know, they, they're, they, they, they feel like if they give themselves those, that title, you know, whatever's popular, whatever's trendy, that they'll be accepted. You, but you, that's the conservative Republican that I 
subscribe to that I that I you have good morals you have good values you do the right things you're not a fucking porn star not that I have anything wrong with you being a porn star but just don't tell me you're a conservative Republican porn star because that doesn't make any <laughs> sense you know part of being a conservative Republican is, is having good morals and values and fa- and traditional family values then you have to define traditional family values and what they would be and they would be an old school definition that most people would poke fun of and say that just doesn't exist anymore. Maybe you could possibly be right, but the idea that it exists or could still exist is what gives people hope to have those morals and ethics. This guy doesn't have them. He hasn't seen his son in God knows how long. And he's worried that he's gay. Well, that you might be in the conservative Republican group, but you, 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 you can't be a porn star. You fucking hypocrite. You know, and then take responsibility for raising your son. Because I guess also, um, this is another problem. He raised his son to be a tough guy. He taught him how to fight. He taught him to be aggressive. He taught him how to be violent. And if you look at this kid, this guy, the shooter, he's none of those things. Usually the shooters are none of those things. These shooters are not tough guys. These shooters are, they're trying to prove to someone that they are tough. Um, and they get a gun put in their hands and they feel like if they have a gun, they can be a tough guy. And in this case, if I were to speculate and play psychologist, this kid grew up probably bullied, being made fun of, uh, his dad treated him like shit because he was a puss. He couldn't live up to the expectations of his father, who was a professional fighter an MMA fighter. And it, you know, he is trying to get the attention of his father or somebody else in his life. So he goes and says, I just, you know, I'm assuming, you know, I don't think the, the, at least to the day of this recording, it's come out why he did it, but there has to be a hatred. You know, they're trying to charge him with a hate crime, a hatred of, of homosexuals, you know? So does he really hate homosexuals or is he one himself? You know, like the Orlando shooter, I still think that he went and shot up the gay bar because he was gay and he just didn't want to admit it to his Middle Eastern family, you know? Yeah. Well, it wasn't the the Colorado shooter. It wasn't his grandfather, some like oh. KKK dude or something like that. So his grandfather is, you know, um, big, uh, you know, Trump supporter, not to blame Trump for this because he has nothing to do with it. But I think people get a lot of this twisted and they feel like they get the green light to be racist and, and, and all these things because they feel like that's what Trump is saying, which I want to believe the best in that man that that's not what he's saying. He's not promoting that. I just think he says some things poorly and stupidly. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think he's that horrible of a human being. Let's just put it that way. I think people, again, going back to what I said in the first segment, were to blame. We speculate. We feel like, Oh, this is what they're saying. They're talking to me. They want, they want me to do these things. They want me to hate. They want me to be racist. They want me to be homophobic. Uh, they want me to hate somebody for the religion that they, they, they worship. But I don't, no one's saying that. Like, you've never heard, I mean, outside of white supremacist or, you know, black militia or whoever it might be, these extremists, normal people don't say those things. You know, they definitely don't say them in a public forum if they're a politician. Hey, you know what? I'm going to run on the platform that you should hate gays. Now, you could disagree with homosexuality all you want. And I I don't find you homophobic for you not 
you know, like I, I think the idea of everybody's supposed to accept homosexuality as a norm is a pipe dream. It's just not going to happen because there's such a large percentage of the world that thinks it's a sin, right? And now, granted, <laughs> those people, like there was a, um, <laughs> there was a politician that there was a woman, an older woman. God, I, f- I forget her. She was, uh, she, she had a, a, a very checkered past and she, like she was into drag. She, it was just some crazy fucking way, way out. So, but then she turns into this, oh, I'm totally against that community. You know, like you just you're such a fraud. <laughs> being a hypocrite. It's a total hypocrite, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the guy, you know, the the guy's mugshot, the shooter's mugshot was released, and they beat the shit out of him, rightfully so. Like I guess yeah. a drag queen took her stiletto heels to his face, and there was uh, ex military, the guy that originally took him down. He owns a brewery, and people are supporting his brewery now, which I think is really cool. Yeah, everybody's sharing um, his brewery page and saying, yeah, if you want to support him, you know, go buy a T-shirt or something. But I'm like, he's probably all out of T-shirts at this point because I think it has yep. like hundreds of thousands of shares. <laughs> it's like, we only got 40 T-shirts. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how, like, did you guys read how it went down? Like, did the guy just come in and start shooting up the place or did he wait a little bit? And then how was he eventually taken down? Yeah, I didn't hear how he came in, but it was kind of the classic, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, with the gunshots, you, you think it's like something going on in the, in the bar, you know, there's lights, there's music, whatever. Um, but this guy, he's a, he was a veteran, right? He was like a 15 year veteran. And he, he, um, he just said, he just went into combat mode, you know, which I, I assume you, you do when you're, you've been in, you know, combat situations, he just kind of sound triggered you. Yeah, exactly. So him and then this, yeah, that's what the funny thing was. It was like him and the, not funny, but him and a, a drag queen took this guy out with no weapons when, you know, in some other shootings, the police didn't even get to take him out. So it's like, and, and, and you know, you see stories like this and, you know, the one in the Walmart, uh, the overnight manager shooting, which was just really fucking weird. And you, again, people want to blame people in power. It's not their fault. You can't blame other people for your actions. You have to take responsibility. That's the problem. That's what I was talking about in the first segment with that conversation with my mother is, you know, she wants to blame Biden for inflation and Biden for gas prices. And people want to blame Trump for this and Trump for that. They have an influence as a leader, but you're the dumbasses that buy into this shit. You're the ones that believe everything these people fucking say. That's your fault. You know, you're the person pulling the trigger, not them, right? They're doing a job. That's like saying you're going to blame the guy at Dick's Sporting Good because he was an asshole. He was a dick to you when you went in to go buy a soccer ball and it ruined your day. So you went and shot up a place because that guy ruined your day. That's not that guy's fault. That guy's just an asshole. It's your fault not knowing how to handle that. You're the one that pulled the trigger. More people have to say this out loud is it's no one's fault but our own. The reason why we're twisted and turned is because of us. We do these things to us. It's us. You know, we have to police ourselves. Uh, We really, really do. I mean, I I generally agree with that, but 
there is something to be said, though, that there are quite a few politicians, not like just on the national scale, but even locally and, and statewide that that empower this kind of action. They, they have put it in people's heads that, Oh, the, the schools are grooming kids to be gay and bisexual and they're coming after your family. And this, like they're, they're spewing the stuff that is very influential to certain people that, that already kind of agree with this and it, it freaks them out and that they're making these things happen. So there is part of it where it, it isn't just the people it's the, the politicians empowering these people. But if we live in a world of fake news and we live in a world, of so much misinformation and now we've kind of grasped you know one thing that did i think good come out of the trump administration is the term fake news is that he brought to light how much bullshit is out there and you know on the flip side of that it made people not believe anything right (laughs) you know but why do people pick and choose stuff to believe Right. So if you get somebody that's like you're saying, Nate, is 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 a politician that's running and saying, you know, and I, I, I agree there's they're they're out there. They're like they're, they're they're making pedophiles. They're being pedophiles and they're, they're grooming pedophiles and this and this and this and that with no proof. Right. You have no proof that this is this is fact or this is real or this is happening. That's just what they believe. OK, so you're like, OK, well, then I'm going to go blow that place up because it's the devil's work, because that person is saying that. Okay, granted, that person should should not be in what you know inciting. Let's just say uh, that's that's not a healthy thing to do in that role. I'm not going to disagree with that, but eventually, we as people have to take a step back and go, okay, you know, either I agree with it or I don't agree with it. If I don't agree with it, it rolls off my shoulder. I just think the person's an idiot and I move on. But if I agree with it, why do I now then feel the need to play? Uh, weekend warrior you know patriot and go and do right and blow the place up and ruin my life and my family's life that's your fault that's your responsibility because they're doing it for a greater good or a greater cause so they feel like they're going to be some hero and that's why they're out here doing stuff like that at this point i agree with you they're just like fucked up already and they just hear something and they interpret it whatever way they want to so they have validation to do it i i don't disagree yeah. i don't disagree with any anything that you guys just both said but still it comes down to even in the most fucked up person it's their responsibility it's on them but i, yeah, I think what you, you're maybe misinterpreting that the that would be what a rational person would do but these are not rational people like if you saw the interview with the the shooter's dad he's obviously a homophobe probably on some kind of drugs. Like you could barely, he sounded like, like Darth Boomhauer. Like he, he <laughs> um, so like these people aren't rational. So, I mean, we can say that it's our fault all you want, but that's not going to change this person's view. Like there has to be some, some kind of other organization or force or whatever, but these, these people aren't going to just change their view and just automatically realize, you know, what? I should be more open-minded. Like that's just never going to happen. So <laughs> exactly. we have to do something. Yeah, But the, the, the people that in power, they're not going to be able to change it either. Once somebody buys into something, somebody buys into it. And I, I don't even think that it's, it, it cultivates from that politician or that speaker. I think it cultivates from how you were brought up. Uh, and, and, and then that's a whole other conversation of educating a new generation not to do things. And it, it, we feel like, you know, every, every generation thinks that they can stop these things. These things will never stop. We just have to learn how to get along with them. They're like insects, right? We're outnumbered by insects. We're, we're not the dominant creature on earth, right? We're outnumbered by insects. 
uh, we just have to learn to get along with them. And we have to learn that there's going to be people with different, different views, some more extreme than others. And, you know, most of these people with these extreme views, like, unless they're mentally unstable, which again, that's a whole nother conversation. If you were to meet them face to face, they would probably come across as a really good person, like a really nice person until you start digging into one issue. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I, I just, I, I'm so sick of hearing everybody blame other people. That's just why I, I just, I hear it all the time. You want to blame this. You want to blame that. You want to, everybody's got excuses. I have no compassion for people that have excuses. I, I have respect for people that have solutions. And that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear why something is bad now, you can make the argument of you have to learn from history in order to better the future, and I agree with that, but don't spend too much time harping on the problem. Focus on the solution. I hate the argument of a problem. I like the brainstorming of a solution. That's just me. Well, nobody wants... No, no, you're right. Nobody wants to do anything. I mean, it, it's always... That's what I've always said with the political cam, uh, commercials. I think it should be illegal to say negative things about the other person because usually it's a lie. It's like, oh, this person voted for this. Well, there was probably a caveat to it or something, but it should. you should only be able to talk about what you, why you are good, what you, you're going to do once you're in office and, uh, and how you can change things because it's all... And it's the same thing with even... Um, you know, the, the political, the house and the, and the Senate and everything, everybody's complaining, you know, what the other side is doing wrong, but then once they get in power, then they don't have a solution for the problems that they've been complaining about. So I think we just all need to look for more solutions than, than the blame game. Like you're saying, you know, it's, it's, isn't it funny though, all these people that we're talking about, they're such narcissists yet. They don't talk about themselves, right? They, 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 they don't, as, as much as they, unless Unless there are, they already have the job. I agree with you. I think that political campaigns should just be about you and not be about mudslinging because nobody wants to hear it. And it brings a negative yeah. connotation. It just bad vibes, bad juju. And nobody wants any of that. But it's not like until a president gets in office, they're able to brag. They don't tell you about the stuff that they're not doing well. They just tell you about the stuff that they are doing well. And that is, my friends, politics. You know, they just want you to hear the good. Like if you follow, you know, POTUS on Twitter or something, whether it's this administration or last administration, it's just, you know, all what they do well, all what they do well. As we sit here, we're paying $7 for milk and we're going, okay, dude, can we address the issue at the grocery store? You're telling us that inflation is not real and how great it is right now, but I just paid $7 for a gallon of milk. <laughs> that is a problem. We need to talk about that. <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, it's very sad. It's a tragedy that this stuff still happens. I think I read we just surpassed like 600 mass shootings or it was like some crazy number, some crazy record. Um, yeah, I read it was like seven and seven and six days or something in the last week. It's just nuts. Like wh what, wh why people would do these things. I just don't understand. Just don't get it. You know, and this one just caught my attention because the dad and the grandfather, I mean, this kid, I'm not making excuses for this guy, the shooter by no stretch, but you can just tell, I mean, he didn't have a chance with that kind of upbringing. You just don't like if, yeah. if you've got a shitty upbringing, <clears throat> I'm actually having this conversation with somebody right now. You know, if, if you're in a situation, you're confused and you're young, you, you have to 
take advice from somebody. You have to almost relinquish power of your body and trust somebody to pull you out of the hole. What? What are you laughing at? You don't have to relinquish power of your body if you need advice. You just have to open up your mind and listen if the person is worthy that's giving you the advice. Well, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about prostitution or anything. And what I'm saying is, I mean, you, you sound like you're prepping them for something. Just relinquish your body and let me do what I want to. It. Bailey's grooming them. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You, you guys are misunderstanding what I'm saying. No, 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 no. You have to like relinquish power of. You, you, if I'm talking about a young person, right? Well, this is make, fucking making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know You're what you not mean. A young anyway, person. No, you know okay. what? You guys, GFY. You know, just forget about it. You know what? We'll, we'll get. Let me get to Brandon's little bed thing here, and we'll just move on. One question with Brandon. All right, Brandon. My favorite number is three, and that's because we have three weeks left to Christmas, and you're going to want to get your Christmas gifts in now early. You don't want to be doing the last-minute shopping like I do. I don't recommend it, but you can do it. But if you want to get a great gift for your family members, your friends, your sisters, your brothers, whoever, get your pet memorialized by Meredith Sparks, Studio Sparks Design, created in 2018. That She does all kind of custom pet portraits. You got a snake, a mouse, a cat, a dog. She'll do it. Uh, she'll send it anywhere in the U.S. They're based out of Ackworth in Dallas, not Texas, Georgia. Uh, it's great for holidays, like we're coming up, memorial, special decor. Uh, and you can find her on Facebook and Etsy if you just look up Studio Sparks Designs. There you go. They do good work. She does good work. And, and her husband's a hell of a fella. Andrew, I like him. Okay. He be, he be. Yeah. All right, go ahead. All What's right. your one question? All right, so, <laughs> all right. If time travel was already invented, wouldn't we know? I think so. If time travel were already invented, wouldn't we know? Well, who invented? No. Who are you? Who invented it? Like the government, or just it's like a, a normal everyday thing? Uh, I mean, just say someone invented it. Would would they come back and tell us by now? Or well, they are. You're on TikTok, don't you see them? They're all over the place. <laughs> yeah, those guys aren't aren't right most of the time. How do you know? I see some crazy pictures of back in the 1800s of somebody checking their iPhones. Yeah. Wait, so so you think think there's so, time yeah, already? I, I no, I don't think there is because yeah, I I think I know what you're saying, but yeah, I don't think it's been invented or maybe never will because we would have already seen somebody. Maybe if it was just like one person. Um, you know, like some scientists, we maybe wouldn't have known, but once it's developed, it's going to eventually be avail widely available, let's say in the future. And there's going to be some dumbass that came back and then said something to somebody like, yeah, you know, I'm actually from the future. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's ever happened. Remember, I'm going to tell you what makes rules. me think that there could be Brandon. If you watch the Simpsons, there's a lot of things that happen on the Simpsons that happens later in life. So mm -hmm. whoever wrote that, could have some time travel capabilities. M Matt but going, right? Or what is it? Was it Matt going? Yeah, growing. <laughs> That's the ear of Bart Simpson, right? Or or Homer yeah. Simpson. Homer. Homer. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also South Park has got that reputation. But then you also have to think, so you have the, 
you have the power of time travel. You can do anything in the world and you're going to go back and write a cartoon in the 2000s. To subliminally place it in so people won't suspect it. Wow. But why don't you yeah, just... It's the longest it? running show of all time, so he might, he might <laughs> know something. That's true. He knew that, actually. You don't, you don't want everybody to know about it. Why not? Because it won't probably be like some rules anymore. Probably time travel rules. So, so I, I feel that time travel exists. We don't know about it, but it's a higher power that does it, like an alien or something. And they, 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 they do tri- time travel just based off of their technology. Like, it's not a thing, you know. It's like, you know, we get in a plane to save hours in the car. It's not a big deal. For them, time travel is not a big deal because their technology is so far advanced. So I don't think that the normal, like the human has technology, uh, has that technology, but I think the aliens do. How about that one? Mm, I like that. You like that? Yeah, because I mean, I guess if you can go really fast, that'd be time travel, right? If you get to destination quicker than someone else, you'd be traveling through time. But what about going backwards? Can you do that? Yeah, back to the future, man. So so the the my basis is off of uh, ancient aliens on history channel and (laughs) but even in the bible or some of the oldest stories that are told the things that they describe you know the hieroglyphics on the pyramids uh the mayans you know some of some of the stuff that they left the things that they explain that they see they're not real there weren't dragons in the sky but to them you know uh, you can totally see an airplane you know, if you've never seen an airplane before, you know, when you are, you know, that you're going to think it's an animal, you know, it's obviously you're going to associate it with an animal. So like all these uh, ancient writings, there's something in the sky. They uh, have these carvings of people that would visit them and this and this and that, you know, you then get into the conversation between religion and, and science and, or not science, but aliens and yeah. And science and that kind of thing. So I believe that a lot of the stuff that we think, you know, in this myth and this lore of dragons and whatever came from the sky and this and this and that, I think they were just from a higher, a, a higher being, not a higher power, but a higher being. And they've been around for hundreds of years, like since day one. Um, and they, they've helped build this planet and they would visit. I, I always give this example to people when I talk to talk to them about these things. So let's say um, 5,000 years into the future, our civilization has been gone and they're excavating things and they find like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter or something like that. Are they going to, did, did those things actually happen or is it just kind of fiction or nonfiction? You know, it's something that was just sci-fi or made up or whatever. Who's to say that these things from the past, like at the higher on the hieroglyphics or whatever, are just them being creative, just writing a story, making up things, you know, uh, speculating about the future because they connect like, you know, different cultures have a lot of similarities in their writings and their connections. So like the things that they see, you know, the Mayans saw the Egyptians saw, uh, and, and, you know, and, and all these different organ, you know, all these different, uh, uh, communities, you know, from back in the day, day have very similar stories that they tell of the dragon in the sky, breathing fire, you know, and this, and then, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, bu- you know, I buy into that, but you're assuming that they don't have any contact with each other. 
Yeah, I mean, they can't pick up a phone. You could just tell somebody, because it's the same thing with, like, the, the the great flood story in the Bible. That story is in every religion, thousands of years before Christianity was invented. Um, it's just people are just retelling things. So, for, I mean, for all we know, the Egyptians that were just talking to the Mayans at some point, or, you know, somebody sailing across the ocean and spreading rumors, spreading that fake news. How the fuck is an Egyptian <laughs> talking to a Mayan with no tr- form of transportation? <laughs> they have boats. They didn't have, but they're in the middle of Egypt. They're going to they're gonna go over and go like, hey, we're going to Mexico to talk to Mr. Mayan and tell him about our story of the oh, dragon. We don't know that. They have boats. Yeah, they, they've actually found a giant, it's called the solar boat, and they it was buried in front of the pyramid because they thought they needed it. The The pharaohs needed it to go into the afterlife, so they needed a boat, so they filled up. So there was a there was a giant boat buried beneath, uh, like right in front of the pyramids. Okay, well, you know how expensive it was to get a ticket for the solar boat back in the day? They didn't have, not everybody had that kind of money. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> there, there, there was a story, though, that with that solar boat, I know what you're talking about. There are two Egyptians that actually, they did a trek across, uh, across the Atlantic. And they, uh, they, they got on the boat. They won it in a poker game or a card game, whatever they played at the time. And um, they were on the boat when it went down, one of them actually fell in love. This is the lore of the story. It's a love story. Fell in love with this woman, and they were out in the water, and the boat went down, and they were both on a door or something in the boat, and then she went down, and, and that's where the solar boat went down. I don't know if you heard and that. The, the door was made out of cement at the time, so that's why it went down quicker. It was very, very heavy door. Very heavy door. Very heavy <laughs> they door. both could have fit on it, but, you know. And, and like part of the story is like all these Egyptians were out on the deck and they're playing music while the boat was going down. And it was just really weird. It's a very odd story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also will say in, um, in 2009, um, Stephen Hawking threw a, par- a, a time traveler party. He set up a dinner party and he waited there all night. He, he sent out inv- invitations and everything. And he waited there all night for time travelers to show up because if... Uh, time travel was possible in the future. They would have already known about this party that Stephen Hawking had set up and they were going to, they would have gone back to visit the party to show people that it was possible and nobody showed up. So if Stephen yeah. Hawking doesn't think it's, it's true. Then I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah. But I think there's gotta be some kind of rules. <clears throat> they probably have time traveling rules. You can't let anyone know you're going to freak everyone out. There's going to be mass hysteria. So I think they got to keep it on the down low. Yeah, but we all saw that we all see the time travel movies. They always tell somebody or you get in the same room with your grandfather or something like that. That's and then somebody bad. fucks it up. Yeah, people are stupid. They're going to say something. And that's and it's not even being stupid. That's what that's like the first thing you I would do. It's like one of those things that happens in movies and you're like, "Why don't you tell them that you're the murderer or something?" you know? It's like with uh the time traveler, the first thing I would be do would tell like my family in the past or something be like, "Hey, you know, by the way, just time traveled back here. What do you you got to bet on this guy and uh, you're going to make a bunch of money and then I'll be rich." What it, okay, so let's just play make believe. You can time travel, but you can only go to one moment of your life and you're only there for a very short period of time or not just in your life, just in the past, you can go anywhere you want in the past and you only have a short amount of time. What do you do? and Where do you go? Hmm. Go back to when I was being conceived and slap my dad in the ass and run out the room. <laughs> you're still a baby and you're not going to be able to do that. So you got to come up with something different. That's time travel. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> oh, I would man. go back to uh, ninth grade and uh, tell myself to uh, 
keep doing this thing called Twitch. It's going to work out one day. No, there you go. All right. Or Vine. Right. Or Vine. Yeah, I, I always got a dead by then. I always thought, yeah. like, with, with this question, like, you go back and be like, hey, I would, you know, do whatever I could to get into Harvard and uh, befriend Mark Zuckerberg and be the guy that he screws over instead of the other dude and be able to get that big payout. Like, that's what I would. But then you're like, just because I'm time traveling doesn't mean I'm going to be smarter. So if I go back in time, it doesn't mean I'm going to be Harvard smart. Uh, I could have studied all I wanted to back in high school. I'm not going to be fucking Harvard smart. I just know that. I just, my brain is not that smart, you know? So that's kind of null. Even if you had the idea, Brandon of Twitch, you're throwing it out there. You would have to be smart enough and have the connections in order to execute it. And no, no, no. I'm not talking about making Twitch. I'm talking about streaming on Twitch. Oh, yeah, I quit, I quit after like a month. Oh. Yeah, we kept doing it. No, but I, I think it'd be just like the classic Back to the Future thing. You go back and you invest or bet money or do something that would make you rich. You know, like you could buy stock in blank company when it's super low yeah. and wait for it to. And then you'd even know when the you know the the dips and everything are. So when to sell and when to buy. You could make a ton of money doing that. What about you, Nikki? So um, my thought process is completely different from y'all's. I had this moment the other day when I was at work where I just felt like I had this like connection with Whitney Houston. So if I could go back in time travel, I'd probably go back to the night that she died and like talk to her beforehand and maybe it'll have a different like outcome. That's How the what I hell are you getting a hold of Whitney Houston? Yeah, you said I could time travel. What do you mean? How? I'm just gonna show up in her hotel room and want to chat with her. She's probably she's probably she's probably gonna kill you and then like, go to jail instead of dying and then die in jail. <laughs> she won't kill me. Crazy black. Twenty woman. minutes later, she's convinced you to do crack with her and you're fucked. <laughs> no. Crazy, crazy black woman with large breasts is in my bathtub with me. What the fuck? <laughs> and you gotta time travel further to go find the the recipe for crack and then you make millions off of it. <laughs> You're a time trap. You know, share if I could turn back time. Uh, wow, yours, your guys is is very uh, self serving. I I have a totally different outlook on what I would do. I would go back to nine eleven and stop the guys from getting on the plane. I would. Nope, st- can't do that. Do you ever see Family Guy? It ends up bad. No, <laughs> you can't. You can't change a big event like that. You can only do something for yourselves. Because if you change something that big, uh, you, I mean, the whole course of history is just fucked. Then, for the better, I'd rather give. I mean, like we, we've gone downhill since nine eleven. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and do whatever I can to stop that plane. Or well, those planes might piss them off, and then they might go crash the White House or something like that, or do something even worse. Yeah, kind of have a point there. All right. Yeah, or, the, or they do something not- where. What? How is that not self-serving? You just said you wanted to go back and save people. I just said I wanted to go back and save somebody. What do you mean? Yeah, but yours is silly. It's Whitney Houston. I'm talking about thousands of silly? lives. Silly? Yeah. I'm just, oh, my. You're one person. I mean, she's, she's, again, personal responsibility. Don't do drugs. That's what happens to you. These people died innocently on 9-11. It was horrible. You know, like most of us are screwed up in the head from it or reminded about or, or it's like or it's like terminator that guy that invented skynet he was a good guy but he invented something bad and he had to die so that might have been someone in there that was gonna invent something really really bad like a bad bomb or virus and wipe out the whole world so yeah i I, I probably would go back as far as i could and tell somebody uh, in power like hey look you might not believe me i'm gonna prove it i'm a time traveler this is gonna happen just 
just humor me. You know, what's the worst? Can, and then after I prove it, now I'm working for the government and I can, and I, and I, and they're paying me. And now I'm a big deal. Like I'm, I'm Mr. Time, a superhero. I'm time traveler, man. Da, da, da. Time traveler, man. And that'd be kind of cool. You know, I'd go back and I'd scream it from the mountaintops. I'm a time traveler. You know, my friend, Bill, you're going to break your arm in that tree. <laughs> Just watch. You broke an arm in that tree. <laughs> time traveler, man. They could probably backfire. They'd probably be like, this is the guy. He told us all about it a few days before he planned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a terrorist. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, Nate, you got anything? Don't time travel. Nothing good comes out of it. <laughs> Don't time travel. Uh, Nicky D. Egyptians like it's shaken, not stirred. All right. And Brandon. Hey, it's a great day. Go outside. All right, there you go. It's a great day to go outside. <laughs> Podcastthebs.com, that is our website. Please, please subscribe. Uh, I, I, th- I think people are figuring out what's going on with their subscriptions. Um, I've gotten a couple messages, and the resolution, it, it, every time it is, I don't want to say operator error because it's not necessarily your fault, but it's something to do with your account, your credit card, and you just, I don't think Anchor does a good job of, letting you know that there might be an issue where uh, is going on. They just, un- they just unsubscribe you. So uh, everybody that's reached out to anchor said the customer service was very accommodating and, and they got it all figured out. So please uh, subscribe to our podcast, the commercial free episodes and the extra bonus episodes, and you get them early. And like I always say, when we have exclusive giveaways, which we might have some coming up here shortly, um, they'll all go to you, all right? They'll all go to you. You can do that, podcastthebs.com. Also on there, all of our social channels. Continue to share our content. Please, thank you very much. It just brings more eyes and ears to the product. We can't do it without you. This is one big community. Uh, so we need your network. We need your help to do that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tons of stuff up there. Uh, the Twitter, uh, the Facebook, the Instagram, the private Facebook group. If you want to be a part of that, just ask and get in. Other than that, appreciate you listening. Thanks for all the support. We'll talk to you soon, and bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.